0: Welcome back to another episode of the Street Alpha Podcast. I am your host, Tukes, and we are out here in Connecticut. So you guys have requested another guest as well. Like I always say, my job is to travel for you guys and make sure we get all the guests that you guys want on the podcast. So today, we have legendary Tommy Effia. Let's clap it up for Tommy Effia. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to hear that. <laughs> so really happy that I have another influencer slash like... What would you consider yourself
1: like? Just a car guy. Car car guy, obviously. Influencer, yeah. I mean, car builder. I don't really do it myself, though. Just before anyone says anything, I try to get these hands dirty as little as possible. But yeah, just a car guy. Just been into it forever.
0: So you don't consider yourself an influencer, like when it comes to because if you're if you're you're a car guy, but you also have an influence on on people. I
1: I like to influence the influencers, and I don't mean that in like a cocky way. Like I want to see. I know at the root of all this, if influencers are doing stuff right yeah it's gonna trickle down to the viewers right so rather than I, I'm a small platform but I'd rather you know I'm friends with some bigger people and mm-hmm. I'd I love to I I love to give them ways to to make right. it because I don't like junk okay I hate garbage you met you mentioned that before I hate garbage
0: and there's a lot of um there's a lot of bills out there you probably see on social media that Scene, yeah i guess he says <laughs> i don't want to say it but you don't know. say it
1: i did yeah. a post like forever ago and it was like a bunch of garbage bags and then there's one spray painted gold and i just post it <laughs> and it said like respect all builds yeah. <laughs> you know because i don't respect all builds I okay don't do that. i hate most builds okay that's a different most. take yeah all i right. mean you know you, you hear these little excuses it's clean for this it's clean mm-hmm. for a 96 it's clean for a drift car it's yeah. clean that's not real you know, like to me, that's not real. It's clean or it's not. Right. And I got asked recently, like, what is the beginning of clean? Yeah. And it took me a long time to figure that out because like, what is clean, right? Like, is it only clean to use period correct parts, et cetera? My vibe is like a, a one of on the, on the clean scale Yeah. is a stock is the car bone stock, bone stock, I, bone stock brand new. Yeah. Bonesock brand new, that's really clean. Mm-hmm. I don't... Like, you know, you're a Corolla is still clean if it's Bonesock brand new, obviously. Yeah. But um, once you start modifying things, they have to follow either be an upgrade or, or, or as good as OEM.
0: So more, you're more of an OEM Plus guy, they say, right? That, that's considered I mean, clean to you?
1: I like themes, but I wouldn't call myself only an OEM Plus guy. I mm-hmm. mean, like that engine right there is sure is that oem plus absolutely not my idea of oem plus that's another thing that needs to be defined yeah my definition of oem plus is um is is uh trim level upgrades so if you have okay. an m3 and this is a terrible example you have an m3 and you put an m5 motor in it yeah that's oem plus if you have an m3 and you put pure turbos on it yeah that's not oem plus that's aftermarket plus you know right, what i mean like right, once, once right, you do that right. so i'll show you some builds you know when we're done like where i kept the theme of oem plus my mm-hmm. definition and you pop the hood and the car looks bone stock okay. i did it with a four-door skyline with a 34 gtt engine trans. um and the idea was you pop the hood and it looks like you're popping the hood in an r34 gtt even though it was a 32 <laughs> yeah. but the car made 493 horsepower 487 torque yeah. and it looked you know brand new yeah and it, it just it just looked cool and i'll get a little out of control with those themes right you know i'll get obsessive but uh that's what's fun 'Cause making a thousand horsepower for some people's cool, making a road race car for some people's cool. I really like to have a theme, stick with it. And I just think it's more impactful, you know.
0: I, I hear you. I, I mean I could agree. I'm I'm the same way when it comes to builds. I think a lot of people when they get a car um, especially the newer cars. It's yeah. like so easy to kind of keep them clean because we're in that generation where we're Right, in, like you your know, Supra. Exactly. Like that,
1: that, that car has no excuse to ever not be clean. I agree. And I haven't seen, I've seen some 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 stuff oh, that's there. been sketchy. Kind of coming out. Yeah. The worst car that's ever hit the ground and got ruined is like FRS, BRZ, like the, that chassis. Yes. Those cars were ruined like out of the dealership. People were literally <laughs> taking them home and like just cutting them up. Yeah. Thanks a lot, TJ Hunt. um, And just <laughs> putting wide bodies and bags and all this. And yeah. like the Supra is kind of like, the new FRS, you know, like okay. not from a performance standpoint or anything like that. It's just easy to, it's easy to acquire. Mm-hmm. It's not crazy expensive. And there's a huge aftermarket following. And if yeah. you, if you want to cut it up and put dumb stick on flares and shit, you can do that.
0: You can go both ways with yeah. that car. Yeah. You can do stance, you can do performance, you can do, you know, a whole wide body One camp. thing
1: I don't believe you can do is OEM Plus though. On a Supra? Yeah. Because what are you like in my definition of OEM okay. Plus, what, you can do bolt-ons. Yeah. They're not really OEM, obviously. As soon as you do bolt-ons, there's not like you can go grab a, like I said, in the M3 scenario. If you, if you take an M3 and you put an M5 motor in it, yeah, but you make it look stock. I, even if I don't like BMWs, I appreciate that car. Right. If you go and take an M3 and put pure turbos and you know get Jordan to tune it and do all yeah. that stuff, it, it's it's just a modded car at that point. Okay. Like I don't want to hear OEM plus. I mean, it can go a level where you keep the car stock and you put. I don't know if it even works, but put like M4 wheels. I, I don't think that would look good. But like if you yeah. did stuff like that, the Supra has no OEM counterpart, you know? It really right. doesn't. So, so you're
0: just sort of like for a 350Z, it'd be like a Nismo. So
1: that 350Z has Nismo Juke R seats, mm-hmm. Nismo steering wheel, Nismo shift knob, uh, LMGT4s, which mm-hmm. are Nismo wheels, JDM Arrow. Like that's OEM plus. OEM plus. Granted, plus. it has Greddy brakes. I do have a set of R35 brakes r35 brakes on that and i'm eventually doing a vr 30 in that so that car will okay. be a nicely modified attempt at oem plus where i just don't want to put the r35 brakes i have the greddy brakes already right. and i have an hks exhaust but an olens okay but like coil overs like you can't really yeah you know you can't right. really get like an oem coil over but like olens are great uh the R35 brakes would be an OEM upgrade. Right. The VR30 OEM upgrade. The Juke R seats—they're just Sportsters. Right. But they say Nismo on them, and they're from a dumb Juke. But like, yeah, <laughs> that's super cool. You know, like, right. I, and, and it's all OEM Arrow except for the lip and the mirrors. Okay. So, so
0: I, I, I definitely see your take. That's I'm my actually definition. Glad you're speaking just, on it. Yeah.
1: I just don't understand wh- how someone can say something's OEM plus if it's, if it's not OEM, it, it can't be OEM plus. In yeah. my opinion, that's just aftermarket. That's just a build. Like, why are we labeling aftermarket stuff OEM Plus?
0: You have a point. I, I honestly never I no never one thought does. about it. And
1: it drives me nuts when I see people like, this is OEM Plus. And I'm like, you have T's and, you know, some BC coilovers and a front mount coil on an S13. Like, it's not OEM Plus. It's aftermarket. It's built. It's so if,
0: if if a company, let's say for, for Supras, right, the Mark V Supra, if they mm-hmm. don't come out with a, like, let's say, um, you know, like a Nismo or...
1: Uh, TRD
0: yeah exactly so if but there's no parts for that for the super in that in that sense and that's
1: why i said i don't believe you could build you an only plus supra right. if if you because even as a supra like if you want to really get down to it it's toyota we know it's bmws you know you're driving <laughs> yeah. a bmw but yeah. like let's just let's just take the the Supra out of it let's talk about like an m a z4 mm-hmm. right which is the counterpart yeah you go put an m5 twin turbo v8 in it you do some m4 wheels you you know you change the seats to some m3 comp seats like shit like that like That's a gangster car and and it's timeless. No one will ever look at that and be like, eh. But you look at all these trends with these builds and every five years there's a refresh or that's not cool anymore. This is cool. Mm -hmm. I believe my builds or my goal, I shouldn't say I believe, my goal with my builds is to be timeless. I want you to look at it 10 years from now, still be happy with it, or it would have worked the day that car came out. And I, I I think I pulled that off. You know, like that's my only goal
0: i agree so we we took a we took a little tour around the shop i've never been here before it's a massive shop it's just at fourteen thousand square yeah. feet huge only so, half of its use yeah use <laughs> i got lost in here but there is a ton of cars in here a lot of skylines and i think that's basically what you what you're known for right skylines basically uh, yeah so yes. we have he has a lot of skylines here r34s uh there's r33 back there as well right
1: we have like probably four 33s and r34 and then I mean, there's a ton of cars. I'm probably forgetting, yeah. but uh, there's S chassis. We got three S 15s mm-hmm. here. You know, there's S 15s as well. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of different cars. Nissan though, and then Nissan. a couple Porsches right. sprinkled in, and then the Evo, and you know. So
0: you're primarily known for that. Just so, just to give the the, the viewers and listeners, kind I would of say
1: right. I I would like to be known. I shouldn't say what I'm known for. I'd like to be known as just being into the 90s JDM scene. Yeah, you I know, agree. know, like that's. Yeah, and now I'm slowly moving towards the Porsches, but I was a BMW guy for a while mm-hmm. i was a honda boy i started off as a honda boy so when did you, when did you get to start with cars with so, hondas i'll tell you uh, i'm a fast and furious guy so, so i was 15 years old when the fast and furious came out summer of when i was 15 okay and um 2001? 2001 2001 yeah. and uh my friends had older friends older brothers they were all terrible cars you know dodge <laughs> neons there was like acr neon jettas yeah. you know fast and furious made Volkswagens cool and they're not um you know the 90s jet, yeah, uh, 90s especially yeah. yeah that stuff's all trash but <laughs> the um so i'll just i'll just name names so my 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 uh, friends brothers had these cars and then um uh, there was an older kid we'll call him who went to school in florida he was in college yeah. but he was from our area and he was a honda guy because he he was exposed to him because of florida and his dad his dad was a gangster honda guy um i actually bought my second honda f- Ever owned from his dad, he had CRXs. Oh, uh, okay. So uh his name was Chet, and he had a um paradise green EG. I don't know if it was a VX or CX, and it had a Delsol VTEC engine, so B sixteen, right? No, a, a USDM B sixteen. Mm-hmm. I think they only came in the Delsol VTEC, and then the the first gen GSR, but that was a B seventeen technically, right? Right. Um, and he so he got it from a junkyard. He ended up hydrolocking it in Florida one of the <laughs> flash floods, and he put a Type R motor. So back then there was this local dude he had an ACR neon mm-hmm. white with white wheels and he was like the guy. No one ever really raced, but they they just like fucked around and drove around like they were fast. Yeah. So Chet Chet was kind of arrogant, you know, cocky at times. Like that thing's junk. Let's race. And I remember I'm in like a car and they go by troop B, e, which is a police station. And Chet has an Apexi World Sport and he's at like 8,000 RPM right by the police station. I'm like, this is yeah. sick. You know what I mean? Like let's let's break some fucking laws. Yeah. So. So I was fifteen, couldn't drive or anything, and I watched that race go down. And it the the neon might as well put it in reverse, you know what I mean? It was, <laughs> and we're talking maybe high twelve second cars back then, but that was fast in 01. That was, then, that yeah, was dude. fast. So I I was I wanted a Volkswagen Golf because mm-hmm. of Fast and Furious, you right. know, Jesse's car. Everyone right. loved that. Yep. But uh, I worked at this this hotel, and I used to wash the dishes, and it was right near Lime Rock. So you'd see all like the Lime Rock cars come through. I remember one time an EG came through. It was painted like a baby blue, and it had it had Acura badges. Took me like a year to figure out that it wasn't even an you know it was a Honda. It just people did shit backwards back then. So I got a CRX. I bought it from a local dude, and it was built. So you said like everyone had their CX racing time, yeah. I never, I never had that, and I'm not bragging. I never did like the underglow thing. I never did like the tacky bullshit. I always was OEM plus in the beginning. Yeah, I had a CRX uh, with like KYB AGXs and like I forget what springs. Um, uh, I had, I remember they had a a Zenny, you know, like the the Falcons. Yes, the RT two fifteen was out okay. back then. That was like the hot street tire, you know, yeah, two hundred yeah. treadwear. I had that on it on the stock wheels. Had an exhaust, um, and the exhaust was painted black, like mm-hmm. being a little stealth intake and that's it. I drove that car for a little bit and then I um clean engine bay? It was stock. Okay. Yeah. I mean it was it was clean. The car had like very little rust. You know, i had like the little the little bubble in the quarter panel. Right, right, right. And then my second car was a Y forty nine CRX. Okay. That's a yellow. It has a curse. So in In the Honda game the Y forty nine curse is like they get stolen or crashed. Every Y forty nine C R X was getting crashed Ah, heavy. You know, and they were just getting wiped off the face. Um, I think it's called Barbados Yellow. Okay, was what it, was what the yellow was. So I had that, and um, it actually had a ZC swap. So Ch- I bought it off Chet's dad. His mm. his dad was f- tinkering with Hondas forever. He was a pilot, um, and he knew what he was doing. And he put a ZC swap, which is a dual cam D series, oh. non VTEC, a dual, dual cam, cam D, D series. series. Yeah, it came in like, um, is that like an earlier like? Yeah, uh, it's for- like it's like a early. It's like a late eighties, early nineties. Wow. Um, dual cam. D series, yeah, ZC, it's called. So, so it had 130 horsepower, where the LS had like 140. Right. It was a 1.6 liter, where the LS was a 1.8. That, that right. was like that right. was it. It looked like a B series, like what, if you, you saw know the one.
0: compression was on that, because LS usually has like a lower compression.
1: It was probably it was probably higher than an LS. That's how it made 130 right. at right. 0.2 uh, liters less, but it was. It was curious as random. Yeah, question, yeah. No, yeah. it was it was a it was a fine setup. It had a little more torque. It was it was a little better and mm-hmm. it looked cooler. And yeah. um, actually, the best way I can describe them is: Have you ever seen a CRX with a square bulge on the driver's side, uh, JDM driver's side, so the, the passenger side? Just a perfect square bulge, right in like. The right center of the hood—that's a—that's a car yes, that came with a yes. ZC.
0: I'm like, wait, what, bulge wear, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. that's a okay. car that came with a ZC because okay. it was
1: that bulge just for the dual cam. Right, supposedly. exactly. It fit without doing that, but they Honda, you know, they just tried it. Yeah, they just did their thing. I think
0: the uh, the eclipses had the same similar yeah. kind of thing. Yeah,
1: the Supra had like a Euro scoop. They had a right. bunch of weird stuff. But so I had the yellow car, and then I traded it and did and got a an EG with a '99 GSR engine. And mind you, this is 2000 two three 2003 ish yeah okay. so i had a 99 gsr engine with like twenty thousand miles the car paint was dusted it was like no uh clear coat yeah and chet had some autocross parts and i was like that was like my influence you know like he he was older there the internet kind of sucked back then internet was trash yeah it was trash it was like windows 97 i think yeah. it was, <laughs> and it was like... <laughs> dial up yeah you know, dial up you, there was no i mean there were forms but they were garbage um there was so like super Craigslist. street magazine was probably like the only yeah thing you had. I, I mean, even around. I mean, look around here. No one, no, no gas stations were getting Super Street, you know. Like, yeah, and I here. was young right. and didn't have any money and didn't didn't subscribe to that. But uh, I got that C- that Civic, and I remember th- I had it up until 04 So we'll fast forward to 04 My buddy had like one of the first STIs. Okay so um chet had some parts he had some 13 by 8 inch kaiser wheels mm-hmm. with uh kumo v710s they're mm. like slicks you know yeah so i had them on all four of the of the civic the thing looked gnarly it handled so well my buddy got the sti we raced i walked him and it was like oh shit like this little john conda yeah you know beat that um
0: the old four that was a that was a um not the bug eye. It was the Eye. Blob Eye. First right. generation for yeah. the Hawkeye, right? Yep. Yeah. Right. They were, they were a good are looking car, man. Yeah. I used to want that car as well.
1: He blew that thing up at like 2,300 miles. I Dealer mean, covered it. Yeah. yeah. Subaru. <laughs> junk. More <laughs> you know junk. Uh-huh. It was cool though. I was, I was into him. So that's actually, that leads me into like when I got really, really into the JDM. I mean, I don't even want to say JDM, but the, that scene um he had the sti i was looking for one because mm-hmm. i really liked the car yeah. you know not because it, it just handled well it was just a nice car and while looking for them, i found uh the an evo
0: yes those are, com- those, are com- yeah. those are like the competitors so i
1: was like okay so my first before that i had a talon gsx okay and i, uh, I had a frank jr 19c on it was quick uh but it got crank walk and I blew the transmission at like the same time. I remember it was like two G. Yeah. Okay. Two G. Uh, I was a 95. I remember being like, want to see my favorite thing to do? Like tell my buddy. And he's like, yeah. And I just sidestepped the pedal and the car jumped 10 feet and just stopped. Like didn't go anywhere, but oh, it was shit. already experiencing crank walk. You know, right. the clutch was doing its weird stuff. So then I got the Evo and I remember trying to get my mom to co-sign and she wouldn't, you know, and I was like, she's like, you're spending too much money. You're just going to keep spending money on that. And I'm like, no, I'm going to keep the stock, you know, because I had like a $500 <laughs> payment, yeah. you know, and she wouldn't go sign. So I remember signing for that. I had a 17.9% interest rate.
0: So you you, got, you went through with it.
1: I got it myself, but dude, a 17.9. I think I paid 565 a month and I bet you 200 of that went to the principal. That's but if they told though. me it was 50%, I probably would have walked out of it. You yeah. know, 19, 20 years old, like, you Whatever. Don't I don't give a fuck. You know. So you
0: got it though, man. I mean, I was in the same. Your story is like pretty similar. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was, I was on the website, dude, every day, mm-hmm. trying to get my grandmother to cosign for the Evo. And I remember looking at. It, it was like thirty
1: thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Around Damn there. Cheap. I bought mine with five thousand miles. It was an 05 RS. Mm-hmm. I bought it with five thousand miles, lightly used. Um, and it was twenty nine thousand twenty eight dollars. Wow. Yeah, they, they didn't really lose the their value. RS volume. was like the roll window, roll yeah. down windows, crank okay. windows, front LSD, aluminum. So you were just trying to get in the door. I know, I, I like that's what I was about. Like that okay. car right there is an RS. That's an old. That's an Evo four RS. So that's like okay. In my mind, I came from the Honda, and like buddies had Volkswagens and you know Neons, yeah. whatever. And the worst thing was when the power window stopped working, sunroof stopped working. So mm. I was like, I was like damaged from that, and I was like, no, I never have to deal with that. You know, I got crank windows. That's that's, that's a valid reason, though. I didn't think but, about that. but. It was bullshit because I bet you all the Evo windows work still today, you know, <laughs> but I remember um, everyone making fun of me being like, you spent 30 grand the car's crank windows. I'm like, no, it's supposed to, you know, yeah. it was like in, in the, in the uh, Japan and stuff like that car came with Steely's base model seats. Came with steelys. Yeah. That, so the reason for the RS is so rally teams could buy them and build them.
0: That's what I thought it was the RS yeah. for. Yeah. Basically.
1: Yeah. So they came with steelys, They didn't come with Brembos. Mm-hmm. They, they came with like shit seats, like base right. model Mirage or Lancer yep. seats. So I was into it. Um, we got like a nicer RS, obviously, but yeah. I, I was super into that, and uh, I did track days and had olins on it, and I was super, super into it, and then kind of just evolved to where I'm at today.
0: How did you get into like the restoration like business? Because that's basically what you do, right? Your, your yeah. earlier videos on YouTube are documenting restoring yeah. cars. So,
1: so I call it a time machine, okay. right? Like I like the older cars, but I hate junk and you go look at like a 96 Evo, mm-hmm. you know, and it's junk. People didn't take care of it, you know, things went down. Um so the restoration is can bring you back to day 1. Right. You know, that's the idea. So that's what like I always wanted to do that, but uh didn't have the 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 means to do it. You know, I didn't have mm-hmm. a shop, I didn't I didn't really know the processes. So basically as I started YouTubing, I started discovering new process like the zinc coating. I'd been powder coating, everyone did wheels and stuff but i've always done like subframes like big yeah. metal you know pieces um and then it just naturally weirdly evolved it wasn't like a conscious effort you know i wasn't like oh i'm going to have a restoration shop it didn't go down like that yeah i often call it like a spite shop because i did it out of spite because every shop uh, you know that i experienced had their down had their, had mm-hmm. shitty things you know right. they you go to a performance shop and they'll use ugly Chinese p clips and you know just zip ties everywhere and like yeah. it works but taking that extra step is is what sets us apart I'd say right you know so through your
0: experiences you basically decided to start doing things the right way yeah and kind of my definition of the right your definition because right.
1: I'll look at some people's cars and they're like no this is really clean and I'm like I love picking it apart yeah. like I love that that's more fun to me as like picking apart someone else's build not to like insult them but like Sometimes I learn something, you know, right. and sometimes I hate stuff. Do so you ask,
0: what's so give me give me an example of like you picking Oh, like is it are you brutally
1: honest? Yeah, I mean that's all I am. No matter if you know the person or not. Yeah, I don't I don't care. So what would you say? So here's the thing, I don't take anything personally. If you right. were to come into my shop and be like, oh, "I don't like how you routed that hose," or I don't Well, I'd just be like, oh, you're wrong." You know, and like move <laughs> on with my life. Okay. Like, you know, or or "You're right. Why the hell did we do that?" or mm-hmm. whatever. A lot of people take stuff personally. Yeah. Um, And I'm, that's not to say I'm not like defensive when it does happen. If there's a reason. Right. You know, if I did it for a reason, I'll stand up for why I did it or whatever. But you're always learning. You mm-hmm. know, everything's about learning. And I want, I don't have an ego. I want the stuff to be the best. Yeah. I want my builds to be the best. I don't have an ego like they already are. Right. And I think that's a lot of people's problem is they're like, I'm already the shit. You can't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. But I, I like going to car shows and filming and saying, like, this thing's a piece of shit. And I love when the person comes in the comments and is like, fuck you. Or sometimes they're like, it is a piece of shit. And then the negative to that is I get tons of DMs to roast my car. And that's not fun. I don't want you to ask for it. Yeah. You know? I want to do it because... And usually I want to do it when they're going for something, right? Okay. Like, I, I don't want to, like, just someone have a piece of shit and I go, oh, this is a piece of shit. I mean, I'll do that, too. Mm-hmm. But... I would rather you're super prideful about your car and I get to say, this isn't clean because a lot of times I've had good response where people are like, fuck, you're right. You know, like, and they'll change stuff or, or whatever, but there's too many people are too sensitive, you know?
0: I think a lot of people put a lot of time and effort into their car and sometimes that's all they have. So they kind of take it like, damn, this is all I I could afford. So, you know, if if you were judging my car, like, Shit, then I'm I'm, I might as well just sell my shit now
1: at this point. Well, my argument is like if you can't afford to do it right, then you then don't fucking do it. I mean, I I hate to say it like that, and a lot of people are gonna argue. Like I saw, I I love this because I checked out your stuff before you came. Mm -hmm. There was a conversation about Rep Wheels. Yeah, those guys can can fuck off. Though don't (laughs) don't come at me with Rep Wheels. There's no XXR. That's all junk. It's fucking garbage. I don't care that Rota makes some OEM wheels Mm -hmm. like. The the rotas that are OEM and I don't even remember what they are, but there are some rota yeah. like makes OEM wheels. Those are put through quality control that your slip streams are not put through. Yeah, you know, and like they're put through crash testing or what whatever that your slip streams are not put through. Mm-hmm. You know, and then people in the UK and stuff will argue they pass MOT and TUV or whatever TUV MOT. That's mm-hmm. their like. I I don't know if I'm saying it right. Someone will talk shit, but um, I still don't care. If you're knocking off another design, it looks like fluffier, you know, like the knockoff tees, they look yeah. a little fluffier, a little softer. It, yeah, that's uh, junk. So, what know. about so
0: what about the partner companies? Because nowadays, a lot of information is out there about companies that are partner, they have partner companies or like they have... Like, give me an example of what you mean. So, um, let's say ESR.
1: ESR, okay. Right.
0: Apparently, this is just from what I've heard, ESR mm-hmm. manufactures other, other companies' wheels because they have... Sure. Right. I'm so, sure they
1: do. So... To my knowledge, and I hope someone checks me because I like to learn. There's three forge forgeries. I don't. I don't know what it, what the word is. There's three places in the whole world that pretty much forge wheels. Forge wheels, right? Some of them are in Taiwan. Some of them are in, one of them's in Taiwan. One of them's in Japan. I forget where the th- the third one is. It might also be China or something like that. Nothing
0: in the, in U.S. L.A. area. Uh, I, like don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean,
1: forging wheels is a is a it's a process. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's a it's it's gnarly. Um, to my not i don't know but like oh, to man. my knowledge i knew of those three and um if you have you know if you're partnered with someone and you make someone else's wheels there's a good chance those are junk too you know it's not like you know if you follow mac or raise which raises mac and all that volk mm-hmm. Graham light all those wheels yeah they have lower cost wheels like right and it's all off the process flow formed and you know stuff like that yeah. but but uh they're, they're still junk you know or the, the other stuff's still junk like esr wheels in my opinion are fucking junk <laughs> you know i I, yeah. I wouldn't run those and i don't like them and they copy someone else's design and they take money from that so then that price ends up going up i mean i've watched volks almost two and a half their price since i got in the game you know T's used to be two grand yeah now but i said T's are four now. grand you know, and if you buy a set for a super, they're close to five, you know, those specs. That doesn't make sense though, man. It to me. it doesn't, but it does when you think that ESR is taking their design and taking money out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you have 10 companies making the same wheel, mm-hmm. well, you just, you didn't build a bigger audience, you split right. it 10 ways. Mm-hmm. So to think that these companies put in the R&D, were doing it in the 90s before it was easy to do, like, I think that's super cool. Like Regas, you familiar with Regas? No so Reagan, oh, yes, Master, yes 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 sorry. they started off as a russian tank company that retooled and made wheels okay during the cold war after the cold war right so like a set of Regamasters. i mean you pick, i have some here I'll, I'll let you pick them up they're so light but they're brittle right. you know and um that's cool like that history is cool and it was hard to do yeah and now it's not so hard to do so it's like if you pop up with some bullshit wheel company i it's it's not i don't think it's cool You know, yeah, not into it. I mean, like, that's what spoon or I'm sorry, um, that's what Rota slips are, yeah. So, uh, Rega made it from spoon, Mm -hmm. so the SW388s are just Rega masters, yeah. They just made them for spoon, like, spoon, they make a bunch of stuff, but like, I think their calipers are made by Nissan, um, you know, stuff like that. They're just branded spoon, right? But, uh, so what about like Rota form? I'm not into them, I'm not into any like. I don't know. I don't know if there's a place for Rotiform. Like maybe on my Cayenne, there's like some cool Rotiforms I could yeah. get, like something like that. They just don't belong on anything I own, you know? So I, I don't, I can't think of a car that I'm like, that needs a set of Rotiforms. I never said that in my life, <laughs> you know?
0: It's funny because a lot of these companies, like I was saying, they come they come out and they're more like rep companies and they be, become a, a brand that people want to use on their cars. So yeah, how do that's you... That's the
1: worst thing you can do for me because the moment you come out as a rep brand, I see you as that for the rest of my life. Mm. even if you change your processes and do this because it's also a lot of lying there's a lot of dis- deception in that you know like there's there's coilover companies that don't own shock dynos there's coilover companies that have three different names and make the same piece and make them different colors That's you know? extremely common so yeah so it's like i think like silvers godspeed fortune auto are all pretty much the same coilover. everyone thinks fortune autos are good they're junk fortune autos are junk they're they're, junk. they're made by the same people and they did good marketing mm-hmm. and they price them where... You, that's another thing that's really interesting is like you can sell a set of coilovers 600 bucks and people are like, oh, that's a, a representation of their quality. Mm-hmm. So then if you go, well, these are 14 and you go, well, weird. BCs are a 1,000 and this is 1,100 and yours are 14. In your head, you're going, that must be a better coilover. Yeah. It's not the case. They just marketed them well and made them expensive and, you know, I, I don't... I could go talk about that stuff all day, but it's. I like what I like, and uh, I really like period correct stuff, and I like to modernize period correct stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that's super fun. And I'm really into the rare stuff, not because of a flex. A lot of people think it's because of a flex, it's a chase. I think it's so much more fun to find a part sitting in somebody's shelf, you know, like all the stuff behind me and over there. It's all super old stuff. That license plate over there is from 1994, it was a dealer option from Taiwan. That is cool to me to go find, you know? That is actually dope. Yeah. That's a $2,000 license plate.
0: I like, I'm looking at it. It just gives me, like, say by the bell. Yeah. It's like, it's like (laughs) super. I think that's cool. And, like,
1: I've got 4G63 V cams that they made barely any of. I bought one from Malaysia and one from Ukraine. It's not fun to be able to go on, like, eBay and buy your whole build. And, yeah. I mean, it is fun if that's what you like, but I like chasing. The cool parts do you sell these parts um, if somebody wanted to buy these parts yeah occasionally but I, I i don't like have a business doing that i'll just if i don't need it like if i find something really rare yeah and then it sits on a shelf for two years and i'm like eh, maybe it's time to get rid of that five thousand right. dollar trinket you know <laughs> then sure but i don't i don't focus i don't buy it with the intent to flip it and i don't i pretty much buy everything with the intent to keep it for the rest of my life but i think a lot of people do that
0: so even for Skylines, do you do you offer any type of, uh, like, what, what services do you offer for Skylines? If I wanted to build a Skyline, do you? We do,
1: I mean, we have, so I saw you do the two complete yeah. painted cars. Mm-hmm. We do as much restoration we can. We don't do interiors. I don't, I don't know how to do that. Um, mostly bays is what we're known for. Base. We do a really clean bays, OEM, or built. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't build 1,000 horsepower cars. It's, it. We could do it. I think anyone can do it with enough money. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not into it. And I think the chassis dictates the power. So like, you know, you see these underground racing Lambos destroying everyone making 2,000 horsepower. It's not an accident. It's because the chassis can take it. Right Now you put 2,000 horsepower on a Viper and you don't win because it just spins all the way. And it, yeah. it d- breaks or this happens. Each chassis has a sweet spot. And right. I like finding that. And with the Skyline, it's like five to seven. Five to 700 horsepower that's not saying 800 horsepower one isn't good and it's not saying a 400 horsepower one isn't good but 500 in r32 six to seven in an r33 34 is the sweet spot
0: so the r32s are probably aren't, aren't those uh like th- they hold the record for the fastest r32 yeah i mean
1: you could argue though that they that they're the cheapest mm-hmm. they're they made the most of them so there's 44,000 r32s okay there's I want to say eighteen thousand thirty threes, and then there's eleven thousand thirty fours. So <laughs> if you were, were going to buy a, a skyline, yeah, you go for a thirty two. Easier to find, cheaper. So in order
0: to get one of those cars, right? What's the process? Because I know you uh, you you're very
1: familiar with importing process. Yeah, sure. so like that Evo came from the UK. I bought that in the UK. I drove that car to the Nurburgring. Drove it on the Nurburgring. Wow, imported. Dude. It, yeah, drove what? it from Liverpool, Manchester to to. Uh, ring stopped at Hockenheim, it was like 11 hours, drove over the English Channel in a boat. you know Shit. it was cool. Um, and then my 32 I went to Japan, bought that, uh, drove it in Japan, drove it to the boat, and then brought it in. It's the process is a lot easier than you think, but there is some red tape that you don't want to mess up. you know just like no one's comfortable going to the DMV. you know you go register a yeah. car. imagine that with a car that doesn't belong here. It's a lot shittier, but it's easy, and importers make it even easier, but they they get their money.
0: So now with the legal process, like since it, the cars are legal now, if you wanted to bring them in, uh, do you have to wait a certain amount of time for them? 25 years to the month. Well, not outside of the 25 years, I'm saying like, let's say if I wanted to buy a car in Japan and ship it here, how long would it take for me to get my car? Because You you'd probably customs, get quoted like
1: three months. Three months. Yeah. Like that's, I would say that's average. I've gotten cars here in 45 days, but like. You can't you can't rush a boat, you know, and 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 the boat has to be full, and you know there's a lot okay. of a lot of logistics to go with it. If you've got enough money, you can air freight it and put it on a plane. And you can have it the next day. You probably spend twice
0: the amount of money shipping. It's about twenty
1: five grand to ship a car on a plane. And what about the boat? Uh it's
0: like two, maybe so a thousand. two thousand to twenty five thousand. Yeah, but if you
1: got money and you're bringing in a thirty four, one it's safer. It's it's quicker. I mean you how many boats you see tip over and you, there's shipping yeah. containers floating through the ocean. There's like know?
0: that North sea TikTok vibe. I don't know if you guys are, <laughs> you guys watching, know anything watch about a 34 that. 34 bobbing and yeah.
1: bobbing in the ocean, you know? So you spend 200, $300,000 on a 34 and you have the money, you mm-hmm. put it on a fucking plane. The prices though, I, they're insane now. Like I remember like, they came down a lot. The Yens tanked the yen Really? There was a time in 21 maybe where the yen was I'm going to say one to one okay. everyone knows what I mean by that or should um, it's like point oh oh one to one or something mm-hmm. but um, usually the rule of thumb at that time was move the decimal place two points so if you saw something for 3,000 yen let's yeah. say it was 30 bucks oh shit you okay. know so if something was a million yen it was whatever 100 grand or whatever right. that is um, now it's .00 it, the lowest it was .0067 Now it's 0.069. So something that was a hundred thousand was a million yen. Now a million yen is 600 or 69,000. So you just save 30% just off the exchange rate, which was cool. Right. So a 34, that was 200 grand in 2022 or Mm -hmm. whatever the height was. Let's just play. It It was 2022 is a hundred and what's that? 140 grand today. Yeah. Same car, same yen price, right, but just from the exchange. And then on top of that, you had a lot of people buying and and, and flooding the market. Mm-hmm. So 34s are you can get a nice one for 130 grand. Now 130. Yeah. Which is
0: basically a little bit more than a brand new R thirty five, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're like one
1: six one fifteen around there. I don't know the R thirty five. I know you can spend one sixty, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure I think I think R thirty fives when they first came out were like sub hundred. Yeah, I remember really going into the
0: dealership grand. and seeing it for like one sixteen. I'm not sure, but I guess it depends yeah, on what. Yeah, it depends on the
1: model, like yeah. Nismo's or one sixty T spec, whatever. But I mean, compared even better, uh, you can get. Uh, I mean, how much is a how much was your Supra? Uh, fifty five, I think. It yeah, fifty five. Yeah. And like your Supra would destroy an R34 in every single way. I don't care, man. I want no, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Well, like while we're comparing cars, like value dollar dollar. Yeah. I mean, 130 on that, you can buy that Turbo S you know and that's and also destroy it and yeah. that i mean like the 34 that those will keep going up in value mm-hmm. 32s are very like f- up in, i mean 32s are now like 35 grand is what i'm seeing for the average that's not bad when i bought my first one was 17 17 i paid 17,000 for what my year first was that 2017 okay so that's not So I'm they saying. were legal for 4 or 3 years at that Yeah point. but uh the skyline like like what we were talking about before mm-hmm. the skyline you know, RB26 versus 2JZ, it's it's not that for me. It's Skyline versus Supra. So, uh,
0: Mark Mark 4, right? Mark 4, yeah. Okay, sorry. so can you talk about the uh, the differences between the two in terms of like motors I mean, and... and techni-
1: the- like, you know, technically, there's tons of differences. Obviously, it's RB26 2.6, 2J's 3 liter. I'm not going to get into 1J's and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah right. um, the The 2J is a sick engine. Mm-hmm really cool engine it's proven it's proven and it it works works fast important. toyota reliability yeah it's great but the supra is not the skyline in what sense in every sense the supra is a a great car Mm -hmm. touring car whatever the kicker like i told you before the underground racing lambos are able to do 2000 horsepower you make more than 500 horsepower in a supra i don't care what size tires you have you're spinning the beauty of the Skyline, you make 600 horsepower in an R32, and you get traction in first gear, and there's not a lot of cars where you get to feel getting traction in first gear at yeah. those power numbers, right. you know, and they're robust. The transmissions are good for 800 horsepower. The The engine is pretty efficient. You know, mm-hmm. like a 500 horsepower R32 scares a lot of people. Like, they're fun, they're fast, and depending on the conditions, you know, uh, at a drag strip, not that scary, but when you're hitting the gas through some of these back road corners at 500 yeah. horsepower, like, puts you in your seat and the Supra can't do it. So I don't think it's a 2J versus RB thing because also swapping either engine into like an S chassis or something, I think is dumb. Yeah. Um, for me, it's Skyline versus Supra and the Skyline just better.
0: So when it comes to making power, I know you don't really do high horsepower builds. Yeah. But have you seen anything that has, you know, come across your 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 shop and maybe said like, "Oh, this is a more common thing with the RB26 or 20, 25. Oh, issue wise?" Yeah, like yeah. when you power. I mean, power- I don't
1: know because I haven't seen a lot of issues with the Supras and and the other thing that everyone's got to remember is like Supra came out 93, they were they were expensive. Yeah. A Supra back then, I want to say and someone can check me, for some reason I remember $50,000 being the price tag in 1993 actually i mean that's something we could look up but pretty sure it's like 40 to 50 thousand dollars in 1993 50 thousand dollars just i thought it was like 30k no the fd i had an fd with the original sticker and it was like thirty four thousand for a touring rx7
0: oh rx7 no no but i'm saying like the supra
1: it was 50 grand i want to say it was like 45k was like um yeah check it
0: at the time though so at the time when this car came out though what i always wondered was who what kind of people were purchasing these cars
1: so the P. I mean, the, I don't know. I, it was like you know, it was like um, business business. Like well, no, it was it was touchy, right? Because back then everyone was real American. You know what I mean? They were yeah. real American in 1993. You didn't go buy a Supra. You bought a goddamn C4 Corvette or whatever. Yeah. Did you see? 30, that? It
0: says 39, but that's not probably like a NA a, auto exactly. 39.
1: Yes. A, a, a TT Supra, I would twin bet, turbos. Yeah, probably around yeah. Exactly yeah, probably said. 50k. That's probably um, like a base one. NA. Yeah so i mean 50k in 93 i'd love to also see that math is big money today yeah you know you're talking m4 like brand new m4 probably equivalent right, right. and the supra would kill the m3 back then you know in, in 93 let's get let's call it 95 just to make it easy mm-hmm. it would kill the m3 it would kill the corvettes i mean it would there probably wasn't a lot of cars that came to the u.s that what about
0: those, the um 300zx what about it that's probably uh. That's probably like in the same.
1: Yeah, they were probably like they, 300ZX FD, mm-hmm. Supra. I mean,
0: but those cars e- are known to be slow. I feel like 300 gx No, a Supra is like out of out of the factory. That's what I'm saying. If we're talking about the time, it may be different. That's what
1: I'm saying. Go drive a 1994 Corvette. Okay. And you'll go, "Oh, that Supra is lightning fast." You know, yeah. 3000 GT. Those cars were so much faster than the American counterparts. Mm-hmm. The R32 was beating F40s and Porsche 959s on the track in in, ni- in you know, back in those days in 94. Right. So they were the king, you know, they were the kings. Yeah. And 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 they're cool, but I I'd, I'd still say Skyline is the best because it can take it. My thirty-two is two seventy-five squared. My thirty three is two ninety five squared. Mm-hmm. Not a large feat today. Yeah. In in the nineties, the wheel wells were smaller. The right. the di- you know, the 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 diameter or the um what is it? The circumference of the wheel wells were smaller. They fit smaller wheels, everything there were, no one nothing came with eighteens. Yeah. You know? So it was like that is gnarly that an R thirty three from nineteen ninety five can fit a two ninety-five squared. And with that can take 800 horsepower and with that can make it, mm-hmm. you know, like 3000 GT piece of shit, <laughs> piece of shit. You, build, you
0: don't see those anymore. And if you do, I feel like they're always, there's always something like they're always in the shop or something's being wrong. They have know, like fixed.
1: that front wheel bias. Yeah, drive yeah, yeah. Train set. They're mm-hmm. just fucking garbage. And they're hard to pain to work on too. Dude, they're tiny inside and yeah. they weigh 3,800 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's one of the worst legends. I don't even know if it counts as, as one of the. I think it's just rare now. Yeah. They're rare. I mean, but As who's who, who's
0: who's who's done something with that car? That, a
1: lot. I mean, there's some fast ones out there, but like, but do you hear about them now? Like, yeah, I mean, like I think one one Cletus's like uh, mm. Cletus's thing. You know, like th- they're out there. But um, where I was going with that was like back in the in the 90s, like the Supra being 50k. They were a nice car. They yeah. were taken care of. Right. You don't. Not a lot of people bought fifty thousand dollar cars in the 90s and just let them go to shit. Yeah. You know. So, um, I think. Uh, I, I just think chassis versus chassis. The Skyline's way better. It can put it down. I agree it with can, that. It can do all I that. Agree. It it can you can road race it. You can do it with a Supra. Don't get me wrong, but like you could road race it. You could drag race it. You could you do everything. Right. You know, and you could put it down. I'm telling you, when you feel first and second gear in a straight six twin turbo '90s car, it's different. Yeah. Where in the Supra, you're just not even going to hit the gas. Yeah, you make 600 horsepower in a Supra in second gear. You're just lighting the tires up, which is fun. Yeah. But it's not the same, you know?
0: So with the, the R32, were they, were were the Skylines always big on electronics and like,
1: yeah, they were like technologically advanced advanced. for the time. They had like Hikis, which is rear steering. The Atesa system is still used in the R35 today. So the Atesa is their all wheel drive system. And what it does is it uses the TPS and the ABS sensors to, um, allow power to the front wheel. So their rear bias Okay. You can drift a bone stock R thirty-two, you know, the front wheels don't don't stop that. Um, but uh it works in like a slave master hydraulic kind of scenario. Okay. And there's an electronic pump that pumps the back of what I call slave, but it's the hikus actuator, and it pushes like a fork, just like your clutch has. Yeah. And that engages the diff in or the 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 center diff into the front drive shaft and pushes the front drive shaft to mesh, um, with the front diff. So the front diff is in the oil pan. Uh, it's attached to the side, kind of like BMWs, okay. like the X, the yeah. XIs or whatever. Um, it's a gnarly system. So and what it, is it like? An eighty twenty split? You, they're adjustable. Like we can we can mm-hmm. modify them to be adjustable. Factory, I don't think or it's like that. I'm sorry. Not, I want to say it depends on the power level. That's another okay. crazy thing. Okay. So they have a gauge that says torque It's a torque gauge, but it, it just tells you how much power you have going to the front and it's, mm-hmm. it's like a voltage based thing. But, um, the more power you have, the more, you'll excite that gauge. So a stock car will only get that thing to barely move. You make 500 horsepower and that thing's moving a lot more. Yeah. So it's, it's a cool system and it's really strong. Right. You know, like r 35s are still using a similar system today.
0: Yeah, I think that um, with the newer R35s, though, the only issue that they're having is uh, like racing or the transmissions racing from a dig if you're making high horsepower. Yeah, they break. Um, yeah. It's the, a heavy car. Yeah, and it's also it's, a heavy car. It's
1: a heavy car, and that that's what kills drivetrain parts. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what kills motors even. I'll, I'll tell people that all day. People yeah. don't really grasp that as like, that load that you're putting on the engine mm-hmm. is is dependent. And like you could take a Miata and put an SR20 in it, and the six speed is glass. Everyone says, and you probably would never break it. But you put that six speed into a 240 or or bigger, yeah. That six speed is getting a lot more stress from the weight and the tires and you know whatever else. Right. So I'd say the R35 thing is, uh, I don't know, it's a flaw. Those cars are so heavy, but they're like 3,000 GT weight, which is even crazier to think. Everyone thinks R35 is heavy and the 3000 GT is heavy. Mm -hmm. But if you think of the time difference, the 3000 GT was really heavy for its time. It it makes it even worse. You built that same car today, probably 5,000 pounds because of the safety features and all that other shit. So generally speaking, the R35 is kind of light for the drivetrain it has and the size it is and all that stuff. And then you're looking like Hellcats and shit. You There's might as well be driving of, yeah. an SUV. You know? <laughs>
0: There are boats. There are yeah. boats. Yeah. So do you think that when the R35 came out, were you uh, disappointed with it because
1: of how different it was? Or because, No, I just... Know? It was out of my price range. And I okay. wasn't a Skyline guy. Okay. So I was never a Skyline guy. I was an Evo guy. I was right. an Evo one RX-7 guy. And I remember I test drove my first Skyline. Vistec in Stanford had mm-hmm. a Skyline. And I remember I had like 25 grand cash in my hoodie. And I was like, it's time. I'm going to go buy a Skyline. Yeah. Test drove it, got onto the highway. It was the first right-hand drive car I'd driven on the United States. And like looking in the mirror, I got all messed up. Did you film this? No. Okay. Maybe, maybe actually, maybe there's a video of it. Um, Where was it? What would you pick it up from? Vistec. Right. Okay. In Stanford. They're like right on the New York okay. border. Um, Maybe I filmed it. I don't know if I filmed my first drive, but I'll tell you, I went home and bought another RX-7 that day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't buy the Skyline. So oh, no, I, I didn't okay. film it. So it was pre YouTube. And then when I when I made money with YouTube, my first car was the R thirty two GTR. And I knew nothing. That was f- six years ago. You knew nothing about the Skyline platform? Nothing. Wow. I never researched them. I'm a freak. Like I call it bench building. I bench build every car. Okay. Like so I had an M R two build, you know, like if I bought one, if you want to build one today, I could help you pretty decently with my past knowledge of bench building them and researching them the skyline i never did it because i was like oh that's never going to be here i didn't know about 25 year rule i didn't know nothing i was way behind and i was focused on fds and evos yeah um so i bought my first 32 and didn't know anything about it Mm -hmm. and then worked with my buddy jack down at hp logic i didn't know him he saw me on youtube jack's watched the whole evolution of my brain with skylines but he was like super helpful in the beginning. Right. And then just reading and seeing other people's setups and stuff, I came up with what we now do. But the the skyline's awesome. The skyline. It's, so it's were awesome.
0: there forums that you were, you were jumping on? No as forums well?
1: were like dead around then. You know, okay. forums were dying. Facebook groups were doing better, but Facebook groups are useless for actual information. Right. And I'll talk shit to the Australians. They're terrible at documenting stuff. I mean, countless times you'll go like, I'm having a problem with my skyline. Let me Google it. Yeah. And you'll get a SAU, which is like a skyline forum in Australia. Yeah. And it'll be like, they're having the exact same problem. And you're like, okay, I'm good. Three replies and just fades. Like no one ever That's... gets to the completion. No one ever answers the question. You're just like, fuck. Like, and it's the Australians. They just, I don't know. They're very separate people, I think. I don't think they help each other. Like in, in the US, I remember I had the EVO. If I want to know the weight of the dome light, there was yeah. a there was a thread like how much each oh, fucking yeah. thing weighs, mm-hmm. how to take weight out. There's none of that for Skylines. And there never will be, I don't think, because now forms are dead. Yeah. So there'll never be reference material. So that's another part of the YouTube that I tried to focus on is like being able to be referenced. But yeah. because of the algorithm and the way it works, you can't title things that are searchable. Yeah. Oh, this like couldn't believe this happened. And it's like a real real issue that you could never pinpoint unless right. i did a really good job of like with the description and stuff
0: Forums are only relevant with the newer cars sure like supra they're super forms now because sure. it's a new platform so people want to get on there and right. kind of but who knows i think it i think if it's not a newer car then yeah it's it's, it's always a dying it's thing bad.
1: so what's a Supra forum um super,
0: uh, super uh, uh mkv i think it's super mkv okay um there's two of them but
1: i know like the porsche forums are pretty good still yeah i mean Um, i feel
0: like that's never gonna die out though because this porsche is like porsche bmw yeah porsche bmw those those are they've got money right They
1: spend it and they're super into cars
0: it's crazy because like with australia they're they're known for having like the fastest skylines no Mm -hmm. so why wouldn't they have some type of database or some type of
1: well i'm starting to realize kind of now like if i give away all my problems i've solved yeah and it cost me money to solve and it cost me time and I paid guys to do it. Should I give that shit away for free? True. You know, like, should I solve a problem for you because you're a Skyline guy? And I, I'm going to say this and it's like, it's it's not how I feel, but like, should I care about the community? Should I? Like, is it in my best interest to care about the community? I, I don't know. It's like a question I truly have because we just solved a crazy problem with, it wasn't really Skyline specific, but it was a part that's used in skylines and it didn't make any sense and we solved it and i had to like really sit back and be like do i tell the world this or do i just let other people find out because it cost me five grand to solve it yeah and like if you were to do that mod and your car would have problems you'd have to come here if you want to solve it you know and i could probably talk about that it's a problem but i couldn't say how to solve it or what it is and then then it comes off really like dick teasy, you know. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know that problem you're having, I solved it, and, it, and now there's a paywall, <laughs> you know. So it's uh, it's weird being the shop side of that, and yeah. it probably is why Australia there's no information. That's right. what I came to the conclusion is less people build their own car in Australia. A lot of shops do it. There's big shops that do the car builds in Australia, mm-hmm. and they probably don't want to tell you how to solve every little problem because it's their it's their intellectual property. They paid to do it. You know, Yeah. it goes back to the rep thing. You know, like I designed this wheel, you stole it. Fuck you. It's like, you can apply that to every part of the, right. part of the build. And so I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. That whole, that whole side of it, the shop side of it's tough.
0: Right. It becomes more of like, I think people get really upset about the gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, I call myself
1: true. the JDM gatekeeper. Okay. You know, I just like jokingly, but yeah. like I do like, I think it's funny. I think it's I think it's fitting cuz there is things where I'm just like if you don't know, you don't know. I yeah. had to learn the hard way or read hundreds of hours of other people's fo- posts that went nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's part of it. And that's what makes it fun. Like, like it brings me back to like the chase. Yeah. Solving the problem is fun. Like there's no better feeling than when you break a exhaust stud in the head and weld a nut to it and get it out, you know, yeah. and like apply that to everything. There's no better feeling than solving your problem whether it's finding the part fixing the part, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's what makes the build fun, not being the fastest white supra on a Tuesday. Like that's right. not the funnest <laughs> part because that oh only God. lasts for 30 seconds before the the next guy does it. Yeah. You know? So I think that like that side of my passion is why we have so many customers mm-hmm. that like what we're doing. Is I I do this to see it done right. I do it with a theme it all makes sense it all has purpose and i try to simplify the process so Mm -hmm. that at the end of the day it's serviceable you know we have customers in california that i don't want them to go to another shop because something broke yeah because things break you know but they go to another shop and then the shop's able to pick apart every little thing we did and not pick it apart in a negative way like take fucking notes you know i'd rather their car stayed on the road without needing that you Mm -hmm. know that step so it's uh it's definitely weird
0: so you've had some 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 drifting videos. So I
1: don't drift at all. Okay. Um, I can drift. Right. And it was the most fun part was being anti-drift. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite things to do is being against something, but be good at it or be okay at it or okay. be able to do it. Because if you are a hate, it, that's what makes a hater, right? A yeah. hater is someone who talks shit about something they can't do. Mm. I don't want to be a hater. I'd rather, you know, talk shit. And so like, I hate Miatas. So I built a K24 ITB right, gangster yeah. Miata. I did that so I can go, no, uh, confirmed, they, they'll suck. You know, and like, <laughs> granted, there was some issues with that with that thought process, but like, same thing, you know, I, I don't enjoy drifting. I think drifting really hurt the car game for a lot of years. Really? I mean, it took a lot of people away. Dude, there's not another part of the sport where it looks cheap to get in but costs double what it should, right? Like drifting looks cheap. I'll buy this two forty for two grand. Oh, I'll do yeah, that. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're 10 grand or 20 grand or 30 grand deep. And you're spending 1500 bucks on a weekend to go drifting. Yeah. Or if you go to the drag strip, it's some fuel, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a set of tires Gas, and all Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, or if you go to a road course day, it's some brake pads and some mm-hmm. tires and then possibly if you crash. But like drifting, you know, you rip your bumper off, you crash.
0: You're risking a lot. Yeah. I, I don't want to say risking a lot more, but you're, yeah, you kind of yeah. are. You're putting car. yourself out there, <laughs> yeah. and, but
1: it looks, the cost of entry looks cheaper. Mm-hmm. But how many people do you know that start with a drift car that's cheap and stay with that for 10 years? They're always like right. 2J, 500 horsepower, then the car, the quick change and all this stuff. It's fucking, it's boring. And yeah. it's giving excuses for the idiots to build shit. That's what I say, right? You have like these idiots that are like, oh, it's just a drift car. Self-tappers through here. And, you know, that's why I love Adam. Me, that's why Adam LZ is one of my favorite people because he'll paint. He'll go to a drift event, fuck up a bumper, he'll be painted on Monday. You know, he's right. got the means to do it, but he yeah. does it. He's not like, oh, well, I'll wait till that crash it again. You know, and the, yeah. that if everyone was like that, I'd probably respect drifting a little bit more. But I think drifting's kind of
0: on any level you're saying, though, or this is just like on an entry level.
1: I just hate drifting. Period. Yeah, like but I but I can do it. Okay. So like I um I had a two seventy R. It's a it was mm-hmm. a really rare S fourteen. Okay. And I made a video drifting my rarest car, most expensive car or something. The car is eighty thousand dollar two forty. And I linked uh, English Town, which is like a pro pro am track. Right. Without angle, without an e brake. You know, like uh, I linked the whole track and it was just more, it was so much more fun to do it like that than if you had a fully built drift car. Yeah. Because then I bought a 350Z to to drift with my friends and like did angle and did a hydro and it felt like cheating. It was so easy. I can't tandem. I'll, I'll be the, I'm scared to tandem. I don't want to fuck up. <laughs> it's not because of me. I don't want to fuck up someone else's car. Yeah. That's you know? the worst I, part I don't, about I it. I do yeah. never want to be responsible for someone too. else's car. Mm-hmm. But a 350Z with a welded diff, an angle kit and a hydro is a very simple car to drift really you know, you know, oh my god if i i could throw you in one and if you have a little bit of car control you know feel it out yeah, you, yeah. You, you'd you get it pretty quick
0: that's the car i wanted the gift to gift to drift with but um yeah like you said it's still an expensive yeah hobby yeah you it's know it's not cheap it's not something like oh i'm gonna go to track today like now you gotta have tires yeah um so when you when you built this drift car the first one you built
1: oh like i had a 270r bone stock car had okay. an lsd i drifted english town with that i thought it was interesting mm-hmm and then everyone was doing 350Zs, and I was like, "Well, I, w- I don't want to be left out, so I'll yeah. get a 370Z." And um, that was like 2020. It was like three years ago, mm-hmm. two years ago. But I learned how to like car, c- how to do car control in like snowy parking lots, you mm-hmm. know, and like track days and right. you know that kind of stuff. So I started off with the Honda, got went front wheel drive, yeah, got the Evo, went all wheel drive, and I learned how to trail brake and rotate the Evos, and then. Um, had fds which terrible drift cars but they're they're super good grip cars and i learned you know a little bit of sliding and right. then it it, it it didn't there was never a point where i went from not knowing at all what i was doing to being okay at it it was like the first time i, I remember i was with adam and he's like drift my 350z and that was the first time I ever pulled a hydraulic e-brake. That was the first time I ever transitioned. So that was another thing. You get on the street, you do a hero drift where you just slide and then yeah, you end up yeah, straight yeah. up and driving away. When you go the other way, that's when shit gets real. You know, ah, like when you have to transition, transition in the other way. Right. So, the, I mean, that's all on YouTube. I did. I pulled the handbrake and it felt like second nature. Mm-hmm. I'd never pulled a handbrake in my life and it was like, okay, like got to transition. Just you could watch it in the video. I just grab yeah. it and do what I'm supposed to and link the track and right. Adam's all stoked. And then we went to Scotland and I drifted at driftland in a bone stock E36 with some cut knuckles and a welded diff and I was like you know linking that track and yeah it was really fun at that level like I won't talk shit about drifting at that level I more talk shit about what it did to the car scene right you know it's like it's like to me it's like what people are seeing takeover's doing now yes and I, yeah. I, not quite as bad mm-hmm. but it was like clean cars are out you know I got in when it was like the missile time when everyone was just building piece of shit missiles, and right. I just hated that, you know. But I, I see it now; it was it was a tool to learn and right. not not lose a bunch of money. But I just wasn't into that, you know. I
0: think do you think that the um like well Miata's I guess kind of ruined it as well.
1: Miata's are the worst car in the world. I think they're they're I don't think they ruin drifting. I think they're terrible drift cars. So if you drift them, you're just dumb, yeah. you know. Um, they're good like. Entry-level road race cars—they're good carry-speed cars. They're Mm -hmm. good for hairdressers, women. They're a real woman car. You know, (laughs) I I hate (laughs) them. I love the N D is kind of cool. Like the newest one is a kind of a cool car, and I I appreciate that Mazda built this. I mean, I don't even want to call it a sports car, but like they built this little icono sports car. Um, But then, like the Miata people are just—you know—don't even get me started. They're (laughs) just junk. They're the worst. They're not cool they're not interesting there's no rare parts like there's no mm-hmm. fun you know they're not fun they're they're, they're okay to drive yeah. but people take them too seriously and they're junk
0: yeah when i was looking at s2000s it was that it was the uh miata and the s this is like before i even do yeah, yeah. anything sure and i'm just like started looking at the car and what it could do and i'm just like nah it's something about that car this doesn't really intrigue me
1: yeah it's like, like i said it's a if you did if you just want to do like high performance driving education yeah. things like sure go get yourself a nd miata mm-hmm. have a blast you yeah. know and like do your thing but i heard uh, it's a fun car to drive though yeah i mean it can be i've had yeah. fun in miatas before but it's not fun that i could only have in a miata right you know like you can have the same fun in an fd or an s2000 mm-hmm. i mean you'd have more fun in those cars oh, like the s2000. s2000 fun cars i mean they're a little sketchy you know but <laughs> like especially mine, yeah. in the rain yes that's yeah, those exactly. cars are terrifying that's why i crashed mine exactly yeah. Miata's are too. They can be, but right. the S two thousand has a little more power. Can spin the wheel. 100 percent. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. You watch that Supra too. Those are those. Can, those look They're like snappy. they can get. Yeah, they, like they snap back real quick. They are
0: very similar feel to the to the S S2, two thousand. Yeah. Um. When you were building motors or doing restorations, did you have? had you have any uh, SR20s or any uh? Yeah.
1: KAs? So we, Yeah. So um, I'm gonna sound lame, but like I remember back in like 2000. I don't know eleven or twelve. I had a 240 on a USDM 240. Uh huh. It was red. I bought it from this kid Kyle. Um had cool wheels, had some brid seats in it. Mm-hmm. Intake exhaust whatever. Brid. Brid. Yeah. See, that's another one. Yeah. Koki. That's another one. Koki. <laughs> brid. brid. Uh, so it was a Koki. So that what people call Kookie, it was it was a, it was a uh-huh. later year 240. Yeah. And I remember driving like through Waterbury uh and it just like some street lights some a bunch they call it a mix master a bunch of roads connect there and Mm -hmm. you can kind of like be underneath another road yeah and i remember just being like this feels so right it just feels so cool like what i'm doing and uh i had some srs and i built some srs and um if you're gonna ask sr versus ka the ka is a piece of shit it's a truck engine it's the worst thing that's ever happened to
2: That's not what I was expecting you to cover.
1: I hate K24. I thought you were going
0: to start talking about the pros of it. All right. So, so K-A, right? The truck. You want to make some power, right? It's cast iron as opposed to SR20, which is aluminum, right? Blocks.
1: So you want to make some power, like describe why I would want to do that with a 240 and the original piece of shit truck motor that comes in it.
0: So what about, what about the head? You think about i the think head? the head is junk
1: i'm pretty sure the head in the k is junk the only thing it has going for it is it's an iron block there's really hard to find parts because they weren't anywhere else in the world mm-hmm. so most of the parts you're going to find today are some mishimoto cx racing bullshit um because the rest of the world they, they didn't support it because there was no reason to mm-hmm. so you're not going to find old hks stuff for a ka okay you're not going to find any of that so what you're going to find is American companies that tried. I think Tomei USA came with like a came out with a line recently, like in the last five years. But yeah. but uh, the K is a piece of shit. It's ugly. It's it's a distributor. You know, it's it's just it's junk. I think yeah. it's junk. It's but it's a big four cylinder. It's iron. Right. If you want to make power with a 240, you put an RB in it, or you put a 2J in it. And you know, in my opinion, if you want to have a nice balanced 240, you put an SR in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think there's any space for it because you have a heavy four cylinder that doesn't make shift for power unless you turbo it and they're on a timer then so you like get the negatives of a six cylinder you know kind of it's a little lighter with none of the positives of having a four cylinder in that Mm. so if you want to go light and balanced and and fun handling car keep the sr if you want to ruin it (laughs) you go (laughs) rb you know you want to ruin the handling and they don't
0: fit you know how heavy are the KAs? I heard they were. I heard from um, I want to
1: say they're like seventy pounds or eighty pounds more than an SR. But in general, overall, across the board, like they're with heavy, those, they're heavy. extremely heavy. I right? mean, so are the RBs. So are the two Js. You know, like those. Right. Are, those are fucking so heavy. Do you
0: know if the RBs are longer than the um the two Js?
1: Um, I, I want to say they're like the same. same. They're pretty same. similar.
0: So there was a there was a build that Jimmy Oaks had. He had the red Honda Civic mm-hmm. well, with it the K. It was a KA in yeah, there. Yeah, it was okay. a, it was a two forty engine. Okay. I thought it was for some reason I was like I, I thought it was an RB twenty six, but I was like, No, know. no,
1: he did a he did a that 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 build's crazy. It's goofy. I mm-hmm. see him for it. I would never do it. I call it a YouTube build. Yeah. Like I would tell Jimmy this. Me and Jimmy are close enough. I call it a YouTube build. No one in their right mind would ever desire that car. No one's ever just sitting at home like I'd really like to take an EK coupe and put a truck motor and you know, make it rear wheel drive. Like that's absurd. It's a YouTube build. It worked. It works. It's cool in its own right. I don't know if there's another person that desires that car. I think he just had a bunch of parts and yeah. like, was like, I can do this. And then he did it and he, he did it, you know, but that's a YouTube build. That's dumb. I would, I don't know. I like that. I like that. I thought it was unique. A lot of people like that. So that is like you know that's mm-hmm. opinion i guess that, that's that's worse I mean, that's my problem to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so i'm, I'm some my car yeah but yeah no i mean it's unique yeah. but things are unique usually for a reason okay you know what i mean like why the fuck did he do that <laughs> like why the fuck did he do that <laughs> it's funny to see a civic drifting around though like i see that's for why that. i yeah, think yeah. it's cool because that's why it's a, that's why i call it like a youtube it's a spectacle okay right gotcha. like you're not going to be like I'm going to the road course, I'm going to a drag race, I'm going to I'm going to a drift course. You know, you're not gonna do that. It's it's yeah. it's a a show car. And I don't mean it like for like parking in a parking lot. It's like it's like to get people to scratch their heads and engagement and it's a YouTube build. Yeah, it, and it caught it, and my it attention. <laughs> caught a it lot caught, yeah. That popped Jimmy off pretty good, that build. I yeah, think dude, it did really well. So unique. Yeah. So dope. And it's cool to see that he could do it. Right. Um, but it'd be cooler to me if he did like a K 24, like a Honda engine in rear wheel drive form, like that would be cool. Yeah. Everyone's doing the old drive stuff now too. So that'd be,
0: that'd be pretty dope. He did like
1: an S 13 rear subframe in that, which is, I don't know if, if you've ever have any skills of doing that. That is more, uh, gnarly than the engine in my opinion is that he got the rear subframe into that car. Yeah you know right it's an s13 underneath yeah you know it's, just, it's nuts. it's pretty impressive that car's nuts and it's funny like see the camera in the engine bay and people at car shows like come up and like, that was oh, the coolest yeah one. like what the hell yeah, yeah that, that was fun but like i said i call that youtube build
0: so speaking on youtube builds right um well not no not to disrespect anybody but um tj hunt is the most popular one of the most popular uh car guys sure right and you 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 work with him on his yeah new we we R34. built his thirty four yeah. right so can you talk about the process with that and like how how you guys because I, I didn't even know he was out here
1: oh yeah um so I don't really even know how it happened like how it you was, guys kind of connected and did, I've known TJ since before that mm-hmm. um but uh I don't know how it happened he we had built Dustin Williams car right we built Hertz car um. We built a couple cars and he was like, oh, "I'm thinking about Skyline." And I was like, "Get one." You know, mm-hmm. like and I told him I'd build it for him, whatever. And then one day he hits me up and he's like, "I got one." And that was pretty much it. That was that, that's when it started. And um TJ was cool cuz he, he didn't really have a budget. You know, it wasn't like a million dollars, but he was like, "I want to make I want to have one Skyline. I want to make it great." You know. Right. And so that car got a 28 uh and it, it was pretty much that engine right there. It's pretty much the same setup as what TJ has. Wow. It's good for like 630 630 all wheel. What does this cost, dude? So that engine's about $45,000 just for the long block, nothing bolted to it.
0: So as is, it's not 45K. This is more than 45K Yeah, because right like the
1: turbos, the manifolds, I mean, right. the intake manifold, the accessories. But like just a long block, like bare long block, yeah. 40, 45, 46,000 MSRP. What? So that's an HKS-2.8 brand new 24U block which is mm-hmm. the N1 engine and uh, N1 block it's a little okay. stronger higher nickel content um brand new head everything's brand new in it ARP bolts and um mild porting in the head uh so 28 V cam which is variable cam timing right. and then uh yeah i mean just some just some little proprietary parts mm-hmm. HKS oil pump it doesn't come with the oil pan you have to reuse your original one okay but that's a rear wheel drive oil pan that's on there um and that just has a pedigree. It has a number. Like, that's a numbered engine from HKS. So, like, I could build that exact same engine with, like, you, if you had a Skyline with your engine. Yeah. It just wouldn't have the HKS number, Okay, you know, the proprietary things. But right. I have all the specs to it, and we could copy it all day. Are they actually still manufacturing these? Or yeah, just yeah. Like, yeah, they really. Do. So, um, I forget when, but we've had four of those come through the shop. Yeah, so what? we built TJ's car has one now. It didn't yeah. originally. He money shifted the car and blew the engine. I saw that. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Um or he maybe didn't blow the engine, but Did he, he keep that and or
0: he bought the other, he bought another motor. He
1: bought the other crate motor for me. I had two gotcha. of those. One okay. for my 32 which was out front, one for my 33 and I decided like my 32 didn't need that mm-hmm. kind of money into it, so I sold him that and that's for my 33. Okay. Yeah. So um. So he blew it up. He blew up the one we had. We built for him because he money shit or he damaged it or he mm-hmm. hurt something, and then he bought a crate motor. Uh. But yeah, they're about forty five grand. They go up to. We just purchased one for a customer. Um. It's the RB thirty version. So mm-hmm. it's a three liter. That was seventy four thousand dollars. That's yeah. just the motor alone. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> same thing you're looking at right there, minus the accessories. Yeah. But it's an RB thirty. as these crazy like screw on pistons. Yeah. Because the they didn't want to change the deck height. So okay. the only way to do that was to move the wrist pin up into the piston. And the only way to do that was to assemble it. And then the last piece is you screw the piston top on. So it's like a oh, big. Shit, yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. And then, so the wrist pin is like high enough in the piston to not have to raise the height of the deck. What? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we've never had one of those, but that'll, that'll be like this summer we'll be building that car.
0: Mm-hmm. And are, so are you doing any other like ex, like any plans for that, like for his build at all?
1: for who tj's yeah no like i like to get them done and them work you know unfortunately he hurt his but now it's back together and he i was talking the other day dailies the thing you know dailies and midnight purple two r34 right um we built adam's r32 sim exact same setup except Mm -hmm. we went single hks turbo on that um and that's adam's favorite car you know and like that's what i love i love to like not prove myself but be like here you go let me know what you think and Everything works and it does it exactly how it's supposed to. TJ's super happy, Adam's super happy. Hertz car is coming back. Uh, he started having some issues because of the age of his motor. We didn't touch his engine. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna do a 2.8 in Hertz car okay. this this spring. Yeah, um, We did Dustin Williams car. We did Larry Chen's car. Right. We did a 2.8 so right. in that. We yeah. came here and it had low compression um, in one of the cylinders. It still ran okay, but we heard, you know, you can hear it at idle. Right. And we did a 2.8, little smaller turbo. Larry loves that thing. So it's fun. I mean, it's fun. I love doing the YouTuber cars because you hear these shops and, you know, who's better, who's this. I'm not trying. I don't, like I said, I don't have an ego. Yeah. And it, people can build faster cars. People can probably build better. Like, who knows? But at the end of the day, my cars are out there, out there, you know, being seen by all, doing what they're supposed to do. Right. And that, and, and that is. That's enough validation for me. I don't. You know, I don't need to be the loudest guy going. No, we're better. Like I don't need to say that. I don't want right. to say that. I don't even think that. I just. TJ, you're happy. Cool. Adam, yeah. you're happy. Cool. Like that's what I like. You know.
0: So do you think that people like feel like you, not you specifically, like anybody who's working with influencers get like a different price? They do.
1: Okay. I'll be the first to say it. I okay. do YouTubers cars for free. No, you
0: don't. Really? I do
1: YouTubers cars for free. What do you mean for free? For free.
0: What? Well, explain, explain this.
1: That's my marketing. That's my marketing. So that's you paying for the marketing. If I pay for the marketing, which which they deserve me to pay for the marketing, like that's the beauty, right? Like if I do it at my cost, mm-hmm. my guys, my electricity. Let's say I give them a different rate. I'm marketing their their. I'm valuing their marketing at zero dollars. If I do it at my cost, do you understand that? I yeah. I if mean, this costs me sense. two dollars, I sell it to you for two dollars. Yeah. I didn't do you a favor, and right. if you go, well, thanks for selling me this at your cost. Now, Tommy's the best. I didn't value you at shit, and that's insulting to me as an influencer. If I was in their shoes, so I do. Th- so I don't. Pay, I don't do. Th- I don't pay for parts. That's them. They pay for what the parts. I design the build. I execute the build, but they do not pay any labor. Got you, labor wise. Okay. Labor. Yeah, that's that's the, the only place we make money. Got I you. give them. The, usually they can get parts themselves at their own cost right, or right. my cost. Um, so when they leave, they're paying for all their parts because I don't design the turbo. I don't, you know I didn't build the HKS turbos or anything like that. Right. But our labor, any service we offer, is free.
0: Okay, that makes sense. But <laughs> me, but like I'm a lot of them
1: are connected with HKS or whoever yeah. they need to be and can get the stuff cheap or you know right. it's valuable. That that market. I mean. To be fair, like a car like TJs, we lose sixty five thousand dollars in labor, sixty yeah, thousand dollars.
0: it's TJ Hunt, like, right.
1: but he'd have to sell a lot of builds to make that money up. But to me, it's just brand recognition. You know, like right. he goes out. I can I can sit here and say every YouTuber has a Skyline built by us, and they work, and it's accurate. Yeah, you know, everyone who has a Skyline, pretty much has it built by us, and it works. And that that that's in, priceless to me. Right you know damn that's crazy I, I was in shock i was like no way like
0: you're doing a shit for
1: free <laughs> i mean a lot of times we've it's done free, parts but like um you know hall tech is good yeah. to us and we'll connect them with the youtuber and their ecu is free you know what or whatever or discounted so i try to get them discounts and yeah. try to promote things from my end when i can to help mm-hmm. the youtuber out but do this ex- i mean it, you'll learn or it's expensive to do what these YouTubers are doing, you know. Yeah,
0: we spoke about that earlier. Yeah, like how expensive it's it is, expensive. Whether, whether it's you know putting up initial costs for equipment, you or spend three hundred k a
1: year to make three hundred fifty k. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you make fifty k at the end of the year and you work yeah. twenty hours a day. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not. I don't want anyone to feel bad for YouTubers. Are very lucky people, but it's uh it's a lot more work than I think people think.
0: Especially if you own a shop right. because you have a business to run and then you have to come film videos. You have editor.
1: I used to. Yeah, we don't anymore. We don't. I don't do as many uploads or anything right. as i used to but um i do it myself i hit it with my I'm record saying. button you need time yeah it takes time yeah so i let them film it i give them all the content mm-hmm. like the only upside is people know it where it right. was done you know right and th- i think that's worth every penny and i would say it to any company anyone with a company a shop a part get it in a youtuber's hands yeah it's it's the most direct marketing you could ever have
0: i i, I agree and i'm not saying because i'm a youtuber no but, yeah you know it's it's full-time, it's full-time marketing, you know, exactly. for all day. They, they can literally just promote your shop and they could be in the shop all day and make one whole video for you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I, I agree with that. I'm surprised you actually uh, understand that concept
1: though. Well, as a YouTuber, I'd always be like, yeah, the worst thing as a YouTuber is like, let's say you own a little small shop that makes some trinket that works. Right. right. And you give it to me for free. Super cool. But it's like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay. I promote it and your business explodes. So let's say I'm Adam LZ or I'm TJ Hunt. So right. I actually have like a huge following. Your business explodes. I see no upside to that. Me as TJ Hunter, Adam LZ. Right. So like it almost gets to a point where you have to value that even more and mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I'll promote that product for 10% of your business. And I don't even think that's outrageous because yeah. your business might just be in the shadows until you get some lucky break if mm-hmm. it's not for that YouTuber. Right. You know, I mean, I remember talking to Michelin back in the day and they're like, we've pretty much pulled out of all at the time they're like we pretty much pulled out of all convention, conventional marketing meaning like tv magazines like we do what we have to do for IMSA and lamont like all those other right. race programs but mm-hmm. all of our money's in influencers because it's yeah. you know you're at the dentist and you see a road and track and you might flip through it and be like oh cooper tires who gives a fuck you yeah. know but if i'm like these are the best tires and you're watching and you have the same car you have a similar car you might go out and get those tires you know right. everyone's influenced by whatever's around them you know
0: i agree i agree so you're into porsches right yeah is there anything that you're looking to build in the future like what's your all like right now at this current moment with the cars you own right we didn't really speak too much about porsches but yeah you just said before you're getting into them now so
1: so i'm i talked shit about volkswagen earlier yeah i i test drove adam's girlfriend had a ttrs okay familiar with that rs3 ttrs yes so i was in it and I was like, "Wow, you know, this thing's goofy as hell." Look, and it was lime green with like blue piping and shit on the interior. It was lime green? Yeah, the outside was lime green. Oh, that's yeah, like, Colette, a, like one stocks. It. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so I was like, "This thing's really cool." And I said, "If this thing's corny, if this was in a Volkswagen Golf, I I don't a Volkswagen Golf." Yeah. Next thing I know, a shop hit me up. We started working together, and I RS three swapped my Golf, my Golf R. I bought a Golf R just to do the project because the engine was fucking phenomenal. It was the coolest thing. I had ever driven at the time, but it was just in the wrong chassis. So Mm -hmm. I'm like that, you know, like I like OEM+. I like to take, so that build was OEM+. I had Audi, I had a Golf R with an RS3 engine, transmission, diff, subframe, gas tank, drive shaft, wheels, brakes, seats, steering wheel, shift knob, anything from that RS3 that would fit in that car was in that car. Gas tank is crazy. Gas tank, it had to because of the high pressure fuel pump and all that shit. So it all bolted in. That's an OEM plus build. Gotcha. That's OEM plus. Eventually, I put te's on it and kind of ruined the theme. But when it had the RS three wheels and shit, that car made me so happy. Just because right. it, it like it like filled that hole where you're like, I need this OEM plus. Um, car was phenomenal, and I'm big on doing that. So my next venture is um, I have the Turbo S. I love the 997 chassis. Mm-hmm. I accidentally bought a 997, and I love that car. Accidentally. Yeah, yeah I just wanted a turbo. <laughs> Adam had a Turbo S, a 992. We went to Tail of the Dragon. I had an FAD at the time. Mm -hmm. Adam was like destroying us. You know, we were doing pretty good, but Adam was working half as hard and destroying us. So someday I'm going to get a Turbo S. And that's the last year where they were smaller. You know, like that car is not. You look at a 991, it's fucking huge. It's like that's a 7.8 scale of a 991. Yeah. So, and then the air-cooled stuff is pre that one. So that's a 996. Mm -hmm. That's a 997. The air cool stuff is pretty dope. Though. The air cool stuff God. is cool, but it's super saturated market. Everyone's yeah. building air cool. Singer, mm-hmm. Gunther works, emotion, Kelly. Like there's so many shops. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I like the 996. I like the 997, but like BMW or like Gaul, like Volkswagen or whatever. They always put like the wrong engine in the car. Like in my opinion, a, um, like, uh, the new, I don't, I can't think of an example of this, but like, how much cooler would an M4 be if it came with the M5 engine, or how much cooler would an M2 be when before it came with the M3 engine? Right. And then when it came with the M3 engine, people were like, "Why the fuck would I buy an M3 when I can get the or whatever an M4? Yeah. I'd rather have an M2 than an M4." Right. Unfortunately, that's been
0: it, BMW's kind of history so far, though. Yeah, they do Especially it like with the all-wheel drive, and, and you know,
1: sure. But the 996, the 997, the NA engines weren't much better than like the Carrera S engines. Mm. Uh, so if you get like a GT3 996, it makes 385 horsepower. You get a GT3 997.1, it makes 415. A 997.1 Carrera S makes 385. So you're only talking 30 horsepower, but the yeah. cost is twice as much.
0: What else are you getting between the like? What's the difference? between like,
1: the, there's nothing. In nothing. Between, but the price is triple. You know, That's you get crazy. a Carrera S. It's let's say a 997 Carrera S is 40k. A 997.1 GT3 is 120 minimum. <laughs> yeah. So I started doing my research and bench builds. And no one knows this, and I haven't said this on YouTube yet, but I am working on 991.2 4-liter GT3 engines into 996 and 997 chassis. So it'll be a 505 horsepower, 9,000 RPM engine in a car that, like the 996, you can get under 3,000 pounds. And it can handle that that kind of power? Yeah, I mean, it's they they didn't really do a lot. Well, that makes 530. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like the turbo 996 is 450. I think the GT2 is 500, 530 horsepower. So, the reason that car is a 4S, the reason I bought that is the S models, um, the 4S, we'll say is Mm. wide, so you have narrow body, wide body. The turbo in the 997, the 4S, the turbo. And the GT3 RS and the GT2 are wide body. Mm-hmm. All others are narrow body. Okay. And that car's all-wheel drive, twin turbo, you know. Right. So that car's a 4S. It's a wide body. You can fit a 325 on the back of that car. Stock, like... Just... Yeah, right now it has 295s. It's bone stock. Yeah. This car is 325s on the back. So what yeah. I want to do is I want to I build a... I want to buy a 997.1 GT3 mm-hmm. and put the 991.2 4-liter engine into it and have a manual... 500 horsepower car. And then I have this car's PDK because it's right. an S. Yeah, So PDK, all wheel drive, turbo car, I'll have the best of both worlds. And yeah, this I, and is, yeah. Yeah, this car is fucking awesome. <laughs> you know, carbon ceramics. It's like, it's not the fast car. I think it's like 10 sevens in the quarter mile bone stock. And it, it gets out, moves out. But um more people want NA for some reason, like the Porsche community. With the Porsche, yeah. They love it. So I think if I can take the GT3s or even the Carrera Ss, make them look like a gt3 make 500 horsepower rev 9000 rpm should be a big market for it you know
0: do you think that these cars are more of a driver's car i was mentioned in the previous episode but um i feel i feel like a lot of people who get into these cars um they feel like it can do anything they want to do you know yeah i
1: mean that car is is gnarly
0: does it make you feel like you're in complete control of the car because you you could do anything in these cars right
1: yeah like uh that car with all-wheel drive and the 325s and the 255s up front like I've never even had like a close call. Mm-hmm. It just, you hit the gas as hard as you want. And like, yeah. if you have everything on, it does what you want. Um, and that's the other thing. It goes back to the RB and the Skyline versus yeah. Supra. The BMWs, I had an F80. Yeah, Jordan tuned it, del- uh, did the, the, pinned it or whatever, you know, Crank did all club. that. Crank club. Yeah. And the car with the traction control light would blink at 80 miles an hour with three oh five Sport Cup 2s. Yeah. Like it would obviously limit torque. It would do things. Yeah. And I was like, I, I couldn't hit the gas. I mean, dude, 40 miles an hour, it just light the tires up if you have traction yep. control off. And if you don't, you're leaving mm-hmm. horsepower on the, on the table where yeah. that thing, just like a Skyline, puts it down. Like, I think that's the natural progression from a Skyline. You get the same, not the same, but you get the same positives. Okay. You know, I don't, there's not another, I mean, an R35, I guess, technically would right. be, but they're just so heavy. Yeah. That car weighs like 3,400 pounds.
0: Which is a little bit more than, I think the Supers are on the same. It's thirty-two. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, that's crazy. But though. the
1: all-wheel drive system adds weight. Yeah, and
0: you know. So how how do you how did you because you said you weren't into Porsches? You you I
1: avoided them. You avoided them. My fear was when I got it, I would hate all the other <laughs> junk. You know, that's a nineteen ninety six Mitsubishi. Yeah. If I got that car first, I would never even look at that car. Right? Like mm. if I was some rich kid in in, in two thousand and four instead yeah. of what I was, and my parents in two thousand and four were buying me. You know, I'm I'm talking rich kid. My parents didn't buy me anything, but if in 2004 my parents were buying me whatever the fuck was out in 2004, mm-hmm. a, two, a Turbo S, 996 Turbo, there'd be no way I'd ever talked to, like touch a Skyline today, touch an Evo, touch a 350Z. I I just don't see that being like natural progression. So it make me like snobby, you know, or right. And I am a little snobby now that that I own that. I do kind of <laughs> look at stuff a little differently, but um.
0: I like how honest you are. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. I just don't,
1: I, you know, what am yeah. I, who's, who am I doing a favor to lying to you and saying, you know, saying I love everything, but I, I just, that car's, that's a lifer. That one specifically, yeah. I, I bought that car with 7,000 original miles of 2013. Um, wow. And it's, it's fucking rad. It's so good. I mean, it shits on everything. It shits on, well, everything, you know, JDM old, yeah. but, I love it And I think I'll, I'll love Like when I do the GT3 thing You mm. know Because I want to touch it And like that thing There's not really much I can do Before I start Fucking things up And you know Right Breaking stuff Like it's pretty good Are these is. cars
0: Easy to work on though I don't know Never okay. fucking never, done even, it. never even Did done the coil
1: overs in it That's it okay. It look it though Looks like the whole Kind of like a skyline We dropped the whole front end On the subframe And everything Yeah I think that's how How those go down too Right But that's part of the process Um, when When I get there is doing the swap, taking it all apart. With the Skyline, I had to take like three apart before I was comfortable putting one together. So mine got hit. That's when my channel kind of popped off. Mm-hmm. I got hit in my original $17,000 Skyline, and I filmed the whole thing. I didn't film the actual impact, right. but I got out of the car after the impact with my camera rolling, talking shit to the owner. I saw he had a fire department si- li- like mm-hmm. license plate frame and talk shit about that. I don't know if in your area it's like that. If you're in the fire department, you're connected. You could yes. be drunk driving down the yeah. road and they're like, just get home. Just get you home, know? yeah. So I saw that. I was like, oh, this motherfucker. The cop rolls up. And I, I was talking shit to the cop, filming the whole thing. This guy fucked up my, you know, destroyed a skyline on R32. And that video kind of, you know, projected me to mm-hmm. where I am. I would say that was, if you gave me like a point, like, where do you think your channel kind of popped off? It, it was right then. That was, that was, yeah. Yeah. how many years ago was that? That was 2017. Same year I bought it. Wow. Same year I got hit. I bought it January, built it like May, June. Got hit in like August. Yeah, and in that time, I I have a street racing story I wanted to tell you. Yeah, I was. In, that was my next question. Yeah. Had,
0: like in that, like so, how, were you street racing with the Hondas back
1: then? Yes. Um. So it was slow cars though. You know, racing okay. like a Jetta, a Neon, yeah. whatever. So it was funny in my town. There was a bunch of people with like slow cars, and mm-hmm. a guy had a Jetta, a guy had a Neon, a guy had an Integra, stuff like that. Um. I'll tell you, I at sixteen. I used to sit in like the hospital parking lot and practice launching. You know, my (laughs) RT215s, like launch, launch, launch all day long. And uh, I started racing the older dudes that I looked up to and Mm -hmm. started beating all their cars. Who like, I just thought it was fun until like I beat the first one. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I thought that car was fast. I think, you know, didn't really know what was going on. And the guy was supposed to be a good driver. And it started like exposing these people, you know, because I don't know. I don't know how it slipped through or how that works, but... Everyone thought these people were the fastest, and then I just started beating them. And I'll tell you, the fastest car, the car that kept up with me the closest at that time, was a DA Integra that was automatic. So, like, that's how bad all these other cars were. And I had a stock CRX. Oh, I had a auto. DA.
0: I had a DA auto. Terrible. Garbage.
1: Terrible. Man. Garbage. Terrible. But it was like crazy because, like, you know, they, we're talking 15, 16-second yeah. cars. And um, so I did that. Didn't really race the the Eclipse. Race a lot with the Evo. Mm -hmm. Um, Did I have any issues
0: with the transfer case on those? No. No? No.
1: Um, But so my mom had owned a laundromat in the center of town. Lime Rock was there. So there's a gas station across from my mom's laundromat. Mm -hmm. And I would sit literally outside of her laundromat and wait for the people to leave Lime Rock. Ferraris, all types of shit. And I would chase them. And it wasn't like drag race, like highway. It was like windy back roads, touching their rear bumper. Being a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Like at the time I thought it was so cool. And I mean, I know a lot of them did too. Cause I had some, some interactions, but that is where I like, I, that's what I really loved. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like those toge battles almost. Yeah. And I was just like, I remember one day I saw an F40 and it wasn't like uncommon, like living there. wasn't that uncommon to see cause of Lime Rock. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. I got, I got to chase this F 40 I'm not going to get another chance. So I had an RS, I had Owens, Flag, R's, external reservoir coilovers, brakes. Had um, They made like 380 horsepower. It was a fast car. It was under 3,000 pounds. And he got onto the back road, and it's really windy. I knew it like the back of my hand, and I was touching this guy's rear bumper. And this road's shit. He's like bottoming out, ripping chunks of pavement, like spraying my car. And I'm just like touching his rear bumper. So he pulls over after we do the run, and... It was just such a cool experience. He was like looking at the car. Super thick Italian accent. Um, Some Italian dude just had an F40 in my area. And what I'll never forget is he was wearing a Yamaha R1 shirt. Mm -hmm. And my buddy rolled up and he had worked for Skip Barber and stuff. And he was on a Yamaha R1 and he was wearing a Ferrari F40 shirt. It was like the crazy. (laughs) It was just like weird. But that's what makes me remember the story. But um, yeah, I used to love doing that shit. And then I didn't really drag race too too much and i got my gtr mm-hmm. and i built it like i yeah. told you and um i put the video up i had to take it down but uh <laughs> i went out one night and it was a fresh build and i went to this meet mm-hmm. and i and then some people were talking shit not at the meet and i was like i want to benchline this baseline this car i want to i want to benchmark this car i don't know what it can do it yeah. feels fast as fuck so um, there was a dude with an srt4 that ran he had his track number on his quarter glass still you yeah. know he ran eleven one. And he had a buddy with a C6. They didn't know what he ran, but it was faster. Right. He'd beat the SRT4 every time. So we hit the highway. Racing. I beat them both. Destroy them both. Yeah. Destroy them both from a roll. Um. And one of the last races, I saw a ton of smoke out of the back of my car. So I pull over at the, at the over um overpass, and they pull up behind me. And I'm looking, and I didn't have a catch can. And you see those two fittings on the top? Yeah. See the one on the right? Yes. That dumped oil directly onto the turbo and just made it smoke. It just like had a little blow by. Uh, Not a big deal. Cleaned it up. And I was like, well, that sucks. I didn't have a catch can. And they were like, you want to go one more time? Like three wide. We had all done like single race. Yeah. Race the SRT4, race the Corvette. Oh, I didn't launch right. Do it a bunch of times. So like, you want to go one more time? Three wide. I think it'd be cool to see the, the, you know, real time. I'm like, okay. So we go three wide. I'll show you the video when we're done. Uh, we take off, I and you can see in the video. I click fourth, top of fourth. about one hundred forty-four miles an hour in the five-speed. Okay, and I pull, and you just hear me go. See, on like you, the two cars just look like they put it in reverse, right? What? And I shut it down a little early, probably like the cars. The RB revs to like eighty-two hundred RPM. Okay, so I shut it down because we're approaching the cars at one hundred forty miles an hour. We're approaching yeah. them pretty quick. Well, the SRT4, like bouncing off limiter, goes by me. And the Corvette kind of like goes by me. I slow down a little aggressively, you yeah. know, just because the cars, I, I don't, I don't want to be close to cars at all. Right. So the Corvette's like goes past me. You see the SRT4 go past me on limiter and you see the Corvette go past me. The SRT4 like kind of goes into the shoulder. And then you just see his car go sideways, shoot straight across four lanes into the cemetery. Cars ten feet in the air, rolling. Oh, so that's why you had to take it down. Because yeah. I was going to ask you, like, why yeah, you have to take, to take, it, take it, it down? It had like eighty thousand views in like six hours. Did you see the actual? The- I'll show you the video. You watched the whole fucking thing go down, like every aspect of this. The cameras rolling. My passenger filmed the car. We went past. I was on the phone with the police while the dude was still in the air, and they're like, "We already got the call." While the dude and was I, still in the And I air. was like, "I'm not. I, you know, I didn't stop. We just, we just left. What? You know, because like." like I'm not getting in trouble because somebody did some dumb shit. Yeah. After that, I kind of stopped street racing in that manner where it's like, I'll do a two, three pull, or I'll race somebody I'm friends with or something, but I'm, I'm way more cautious because yeah. that dude almost took out the Corvette. When you watch the video, you're going to be like, oh shit. Like the Corvette's here and he just shoots straight in front of him. What? Yeah. SRT okay. Ford, well, maybe no, maybe no street racing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was so, that your
0: only—that was the only time doing it, though. Or no, no, I street continued? race a ton. Okay. but like
1: that was when I was like, I was never like the stop the highway like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. New York City drag race prep, flamethrower on the ground <laughs> shit. But it <laughs> yeah. would just be like little pulls here and there. You roll up to a car, you you fuck with them, throw mm-hmm. your hazards on, dude. I'd still do that. You know that's yeah. so fun. Have you ever raced for money? No, I no. don't think so. No, Slip. I've seen Pink some slips? crazy. Some crazy money races. Yeah, no, no, pink slip racing. <laughs> That'd be cool. I, I mean, I loved it. I loved watching that. But a lot of the times, especially back then, like, you're poor. You know what I mean? You ain't giving up no car. <laughs> dude, I, I got another story one time. I, I, um, I have two. I had the Evo. I pulled into this parking lot, and I had, like, race pads. So they were squealing. And there was these, like, raggy motherfuckers over on the side. And they mm. were like, oh, nice brakes, you know, talking shit. And I get out. And I'm with my buddy at the time. And I'm like, and the kid had a Cavalier. (laughs) Okay. Garbage. Yeah. Big, stupid wing on it. So he's like, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those brakes are cool, huh? Like, you know, just trying to. And he's like, yeah, I'll fucking smoke that thing and this. And I'm like, I'm like, either this dude's super dumb or has like some secret fast Cavalier, which at that time I don't even think was ever a thing. Yeah. It wasn't like a Cobalt, you know, Mm -hmm. even though those are anything. So I raced him. I thought maybe he had nitrous or something because that was like a big nitrous time. Right. And I destroyed him. And well, when we raced, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll race you for 100 bucks. I was like, I got 100 bucks. He's like, "Yeah." this dude didn't have 100 bucks. <laughs> so we do the race. We get back and he's now like my best friend, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, so that 100 bucks, you got to pay for my gas. And he was like, oh, I don't have it. And my buddy is like talking shit to him and I climb up onto his trunk and rip his wing off and put it in my back seat and i'm like all right we're straight rip this fucking what? apr you know auto <laughs> yeah. zone wing off threw it in my back seat so we get back to my other friend's house we we're gone longer than we were supposed to be because we were just supposed to pick up a part and come back yeah. we get back and i'm like you're never gonna believe it. he's like let me guess you race someone because back then you couldn't leave your house in an evo without catching an sti yeah. or yeah. racing somebody and i was like yeah and then i pulled the wing out of the back he's like where the fuck do you get that i was like yeah, and then my other buddy told him the story. It was like, we we hung it up on his wall. It was out there forever. Hey, the guy wasn't pissed off. Oh, he was so pissed, but he would have he would have got beat up. Like we were ready, yeah, you know. Like I was just what? pissed. Like he he disrespected me, raced, lost, and didn't yeah. have the money. And it was just like fuck you, do something about it. And he didn't do a goddamn thing. Was I it mean, a stick on or it was like screwed in? Dude, it, it ripped like holes in his trunk. But like the car was a pile of shit. I bet he was more embarrassed than pissed. You know, at that yeah. time. But then uh, one time when I first got the Evo my buddy was real good with like electronics right and i put a greddy boost controller in because when i checked the gauge when i got it back it was only making 13 pounds of boost they're supposed to make 19.6 so any evo guy out there knows exactly what happened someone built the car or modded the car and then when they turned it in they just looped the line gave it back Mm. to the dealer it ran fine everything was fine yeah so i'm like why is this only making 13 pounds i bought a boost controller and we're tuning it and we come around this corner and uh, there's this place where we always used to drag race. Yeah. And I just see two cars like stopped probably a half a mile ahead, and then uh, like, he's messing with it. And I'm like, "What is going on?" And then you just hear like, like they took off. Yeah. And I was like, "They're racing." I'm like, "You got it." He's like, "It should be good." I fucking downshift, and these cars, which I didn't know what they were, I just right. knew they were racing, were like this, and I came up on them and like split them and just blew right past them. I mean, granted, at the time, now that I look back, it was like an EK Civic and an Integra, like a DC Integra. Yeah. They weren't out fast. They were not, yeah. But those guys were probably like totally blown away that they're in the middle of a race and just some, it's not like the highway where you might run into a car. We were on some fucking back roads. You know, (laughs) these people were able to line up without anything in sight and run. Um, And that was on the same road. I raced a Cavalier. So that's why (laughs) I remember that. Having that car, if you were coming from a Honda, it's like. Oh they were the best. Yeah. That was insane. I mean
0: around that time too especially.
1: Just a, like I had a Evo 5 so I had the 105 hot side mm-hmm. uh, an an e, an 05 Evo I mean. Yeah. And uh there's a little bit better. But it's it's a miracle I didn't die in that thing driving like an idiot when I was 19, you know. That's what I'm saying, man. I want to when I was like 18. A lot of people were dying in like the STIs and the Evos back then. I don't know if really? you remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah, back in like 03 to 06 rich kids would get them and they were you'd be a hero until you weren't anymore they would they would do everything for right. you but uh i remember the evo being like one of the most expensive cars to insure because mm-hmm. kids were crashing them all, all the time i did hear about that actually yeah. the insurance yeah. yeah i remember there would always be a post in the evo forum evo m mm-hmm. uh evolutionm.net. yeah so i remember Some, used to go in there yeah, yeah someone someone oh my buddy died or our friend you know whatever there was always posts about it wow. just because they were so fast and they would do everything until they wouldn't you know yeah that was a crazy time though that was fun right there was a this area was heavy subaru sti Mm -hmm. area so everyone was always trying to like benchmark their car against the evo yeah you know everyone thought they were the same they were like the same but 1500 bucks into an evo and it was not the same anymore we're like (laughs) the sti to spend 30 grand well i think
0: it's more no now because when i when i car first came out like I don't think people knew because you know you, you had, it wasn't pushed to the limits yet when it right, first came right. out. So now it's like a known thing. Like, yeah. You know. You don't now they're
1: almost do. like boring because
0: everything's been done. Yeah. And, you know. So what's next for you, man? Like, what do you what are you what
1: are your plans for this next we, year? We want the shop to you know now with the thirty fours coming in. Mm-hmm. We want the shop to boom with thirty fours. I want to try to do. I don't want say I want to try to do less thirty twos, but you know when hoonigan hoonigan came here did videos people come here and do videos and usually we have all the cars outside and yeah. it's like it's like a it's like a a sight to see mm-hmm. um but uh to me it's like played because i get to see them every day so right. i just want to see more 34s and then i want to dabble with the poor stuff while you know and, and, and my own in the back background just see what i can do because I, I think um a lot of people are touching them you know like singer i mean singers are insane it's like The first time an aftermarket company has been gotten the clout that Mm -hmm. they've gotten, you know, and it's, it's awesome. But, um, I think there's a hole in the market for, for those newer air water cooled cars that there's not getting modded. Everyone's just like trying to get the next one. Right. Instead of like, you know, I mean, I'm late to the game, Nine nine six turbos and stuff. Those were always crazy, but, uh, swapping just really not done and it's probably blasphemy but i love that like magnus walker outlaw aspect of it modified porsches are called outlaws and i think magnus walker like coined that i think um but he would like just um swap parts and you know body parts and just modernize cars and stuff and i I i think that's that's gonna be cool you know like RWB is another I was, another just, I was one. just gonna yeah. say so it's similar, similar it's similar it's it's that I mean like he's more OEM plus I would yeah. say but uh yeah I just think the outlaw build style is really cool and that's why my Porsche is sitting on Japanese wheels and you know eventually we'll have some other stuff that's that's the first thing I actually noticed. <laughs> yeah the <laughs> Advans <laughs> the they, yeah. they look good on that I got a set for the red one too yeah you can see more of the uh the calipers yeah too, the, big the brakes carbon ceramics that. yeah
0: it's fire yeah
1: yeah those cars are fast i mean like yeah the problem with the pdk is you can't service them you can't get in there mm. so like a you know whatever the b58 transmission is yeah people ZF8. are building them or doing whatever um i think bbi yeah you can't get into those yeah so if like a sensor inside that transmission goes you need a new transmission of 40 grand bbi like cut one open upgraded the clutches and mm-hmm. welded it back closed but like how many people with hundred forty thousand dollar turbo s's want you to cut their transmission yeah you know so that's the downfall of that one. But if you get like a manual .dot one, right? I mean, people people make serious power. But the negative of a manual is you got to shift the fucking thing. Yeah, you know, which Depends. which now everyone's starting to realize like the new autos are cool. Right, that PDK is awesome it's like the best thing the trans that comes in the supra is awesome the bmw dcts are fucking awesome i think this is at the top of the top of the game yeah the, the transmissions the PDKs. they're the fastest but once again they're not serviceable and you can't upgrade anything so like right. even the rs3 you can upgrade the clutches and mm-hmm. those rs3s are gnarly too I mean, it's pricey tr- though still yeah, to yeah. do that you know i, yeah, I mean once you get into those higher-end cars <laughs> if they could do it it probably cost you like four, 50 grand to do right. it even though it's probably two grand worth of shit yeah no exactly it's probably no harder than the rs3 or the Mm -hmm. or the super well
0: you probably need certain tools too to kind of um to do the transmissions yeah
1: i mean you like i said you can't even open those yeah if a sensor goes you're done yeah you know like yeah so and they're not autos like the like the super is an actual auto right right but the dct like i loved my f80 I love yeah for, for what
0: you were doing with it i think that's where it serves its purpose yeah. But i think a lot of people try to get those cars and drag race them yeah and that's where it becomes an issue where it's like all right well the car wasn't really designed for that right um but yeah really great for like you know
1: it's crazy seeing phones. like the x3 m's and x4 m's mm-hmm. like making 800 horsepower with like nothing dude
0: the xm truck they just came out with i like a hybrid one of my one of my uh guests he put a jb4 on it yeah and it made like 800 horsepower on e 30 yeah that's 800 insane.
1: Insane. from the factory it's silly. Crazy. It's silly, but I mean, they're heavy, but it's getting to the point where like M4 so heavy, they're probably not much heavier than an yeah. M4, you know, or an M5. But I would love like a an M4 with an M5 um, X-Drive mm-hmm. drivetrain, you know? That's, and, the, that's what everybody would want. Yeah. Yeah. Because the M5 is fucking huge. Yeah. It's so, I mean, even the M4 is super big or an M2. Like M2, like, too, like yeah. if they make the M2 X-Drive, like maybe I'd, I'd dabble with an M2 again. I think they're getting the, the they're drift. Gonna, yeah. They're going to... Because the 240's X-Drive, the M4's yeah. X-Drive, you could probably put the M4 stuff in there mm-hmm. if, if you've bought a couple salvage cars, but um, that's the only M plus shit that I'm looking for right. people to do. Right. I don't care for drag racing, but it is interesting to see what a car can do, like the SRT8s and yeah. the Trackhawks and all that stuff. I, I rode in um, John Hennessy's track. He took me... You know what John Hennessy is? Really? Yeah, he took... I went to his track and... Uh, he took me down his drag strip. He has his own drag strip right, right next to his shop. And um, it was in a track hawk like built by Hennessy. It was fucking insane.
0: They had the, uh, he had the Viper back in the
1: day, a long the, time. Yeah. You yeah. know, he started with 3000 GT. It's really? Do- Dodge Stealth. A Dodge he, Stealth. He, he, uh, that was thing, a, that he, was the American. Yeah, he, right? he accidentally, or he went to like some half mile thing. His story's nuts. He went to some half mile thing and like, you know, put a manual boost controller. Kind of took like the DSM route to yeah. it, you know, and like got it together and did insane and then everyone's like oh build my stealth and that's how hennessy started he was just building something then then he just graduated most supra guys back then graduated to vipers that was yeah. like the super like super was a drag race king until the viper came out and then everyone with the super was like fuck that i'm getting a viper those are the same people that would today get an r35 mm. like that's that like people probably argue or agree with me like that's that demographic that yeah. would that did that and um the Viper was gnarly, but yeah, he started with Dodge Stealth, piece of shit. I remember the the, the Dodge Stealth. That's yeah. crazy. I forgot about that car. Yeah, they did like the Venom, you know. Yes. John I yeah. did the most American thing. I had a Geo Tracker. So me and another YouTuber did like a challenge in Texas and we yeah. ended up at Hennessy's. And the other guy had a Camaro convertible V6 mm-hmm. and I had a tracker. Because I just, we did a live stream and however much money we made in the live stream we could use to buy a car. So I bought like a $600 do, uh, Geo <laughs> Tracker Dude, I had so much fun in that thing. I drag raced it down Hennessy's drag strip against the Camaro. Yeah. I beat the Camaro. So the deal was, I think I beat the Camaro or something happened where we got to blow up the Camaro. Mm-hmm. So we park it at the end of John Hennessy's drag strip, a V6 convertible Camaro, and put a five gallon like Poland spring bottle, yeah. half full of Tannerite in it. And John Hennessy was on the back of my geo tracker with an AR 15 shooting a V6 Camaro on a drag strip and blew it the fuck up. Dude, one, it was the most American thing I've ever been a part of. That's crazy. You know? And two, we didn't know how big the bomb was going to be. Yeah. Window regulators were flying a hundred, a window regulator, almost a whole door, flew a hundred yards past where we were standing. So we got hit with fucking debris. At the end of it, there was nothing left of the Camaro. It's all on YouTube. Oh it's fucking crazy. Definitely got the chance. It's legal out. in Texas to shoot Tanner. Yeah, right, I guess. It's fucking nuts. What? But that was nuts. That I, I don't even know. Hello, American. <laughs> it's super <laughs> it's super him with and the, it, it's sexist too. Yeah, yeah. And the, the but the thing is I learned John Hennessy can't shoot for shit. It took him like, like 12, <laughs> 12 shots to fucking. I'd probably be the same. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably be the same, dude. I, it, We're lucky no one got hurt. Yeah. Shit flew. I mean they, I remember looking up. My camera was like probably ten yards from the car, just yeah. like placed. And like my, um, what the fuck's it called? Like the, not the lens cap, the, um, the filter the filter. Yeah. I just peppered with burned metal. Like I had to take it off. Cause you, if you did it, you just see speckles all over. Oh the shit. Really? Yeah. That was a crazy, that was crazy. So you
0: have these giveaways, right? Yeah. Um, you done a couple.
1: Yeah. Like, um, I don't want to say this in like a braggadocious way. I was one of the first automotive YouTubers to do a giveaway, mm-hmm. uh, I did it at the end of 2016. I, I, had a, I, when I talk about my YouTube journey, it seems like so calculated. Like I was an industry plant, but basically it was like, I remember being like so smart with it. When I when I started, I owned a landscaping business. This YouTuber, I was parting out cars on the side. Yeah. YouTuber walks in and was like, "Oh, you know, loud mouth. Like I make this much money. I have this many following." And I was like, "Cool, you can film. Just don't film me." I went home that night and I watched that YouTuber all night, and it was absolute garbage content. And people are gonna say I'm a hater, but it was trash. And mm. I didn't know this person; I didn't owe him anything. I was like, "This person's not smart. What they're doing is garbage. If he can be successful in YouTube, I can." Yeah. So at that moment, he was, you know, I learned, I retained so much information from what he's saying. And he, he couldn't get a shop. He was 18 years old. No one rented him a shop. Mm. I had that 80,000 square foot piece of shit that building that you were talking about. Yeah so the next day i called him and i'm like hey uh i think i can solve your shop problem i was like i'll rent you a corner of my shop but i want you to help me with my youtube channel i didn't have one yeah but i I wanted to watch i wanted to. so that was july july of that year 2016 november was my first youtube video so i like watched for three months prepped yep so i went into it like nuts you know like oh i'm gonna Build this car and, and I started doing the math. I'm gonna have 40 grand in this car and I'm filming for 2,000 people. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Right. So at that moment, I like backpedaled and I said, I'm gonna build a $6,000 car for 6,000 people, you know, and once it gets me to 20,000, my idea was I'll give it away. I'll do a giveaway. And like right. I told you, first time I saw that was that 350Z. Yeah. Guy was gonna give it away, raffle it. PayPal shut him down, so he sold shirts to do that. And uh, I didn't I didn't know that that was illegal, not a legal raffle. Yeah. So my first one was not a legal raffle, but I did it, just like everyone does them today. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was December 2016, an S12 with a KA, that right. engine you were talking right. about. That's right. a piece of shit. Um, the or S12, red, red one, right? It red. Yeah, it was red. Yep. yep. Um, so I did that, and that got me the money to buy my first GTR really yeah so that was like the store like that like i dropped my landscaping business in that november like i did it for the rest of the year did my accounts sold it sold my stuff started youtubing full-time november i got paid my first check january of 2017 right it was like 1800 bucks and it wasn't a lot of money but i had sold all my lawn mowing equipment and all that so i, I could i could float so it was like 1800 bucks and february was like 2400 bucks and march was like 3600 bucks and then it was like Okay, this has now replaced that business, yeah. and it just looks so. I mean, I I, I was on one because I like it looks so calculated, looks so smart. Yeah, I look back and I'm like, what the fuck was I even thinking? Like, <laughs> but it it I mean, like like I said, I'm not saying this bragging because I look back and I wasn't even aware of it. Right. But looking back, it was such a smart move. You know, the the giveaway, the mer- like doing the YouTube channel, all that shit. How much was the GTR?
0: Seventeen thousand
1: five hundred bucks. And the giveaway did like twenty thousand bucks. Yeah, so I was like, I spent everything. And so I got that. That was year one. And uh, what's so funny is during that time, I had an E36 slick top, non-sunroof car. Yeah. And I had sold it like three times, kept mm. getting it back. Sold it. guy's like, ah, oh, just sitting in my yard. You want to buy it back? So I was like, I'm going to give this car away. Yeah. And so that was the first legitimate giveaway. And um, that car went crazy. I mean, I shouldn't even be... Nervous about saying numbers. I don't give a fuck. That car in two and a half days did ninety eight thousand dollars.
0: How are you promoting these giveaways though? At the time, my YouTube channel. That's it. Just YouTube. Just YouTube. I sold
1: two items. I sold a t-shirt, a sweatshirt pack, and a detail pack that I and my buddy manually filled bottles. Like we bought gallons of soap and we filled little bottles that I bought off Amazon. Yeah, it's a real learning experience. It was. It was rough. I. Not everything I did was smart, but it, it, it <laughs> went it did really well. Two and a half days. I started Sunday. What was crazy was PayPal shut me down, and I had to str- switch to Stripe. Um, because PayPal shut me down in like t- the first twenty four hours. But the first twenty four hours, I had done like 50, 55 grand. Wow. PayPal shut me down. Luckily, that night it was Sunday. Yeah. So I dropped it at like four o'clock or something, and. I had to buy the merch cuz I didn't buy the merch. I didn't know how much merch to buy. Right, right. So I didn't right. have yeah, the have gallons inventory. of soap, I didn't have the hoodies, I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. I had the orders in. So that night before PayPal shut me down, I paid everyone. I paid chemical guys for the soap, I paid uh whoever printed the shirts, I paid everyone. Yeah. And then when PayPal shut me down, like they they held the money. They put a hold on the money. And I went to Stripe and Stripe just throws it in your account. Like Stripe yeah, doesn't PayPal will off. do that sometimes. Yeah. They'll hold your money. So PayPal had like 60 grand of mine. For like 180 days yeah but i owed all these people money but luckily before they because it was a sunday night that right. no one was there to manually shut it down i was able to pay everyone if i had just waited till that monday that would have been a fucking disaster yeah because i wouldn't have been able to pay anyone and people go like, fuck you i'm not i'm not gonna right. give you this stuff you know right. and not thinking i didn't know it was gonna go that hard so mm-hmm. i just Didn't plan for it. You know, I was like, oh, we're going to sell how many detail kits? I don't know. So I don't want to buy 60 gallons of soap and only need two (laughs) because that would crush me too. So it was like a perfect storm. The only negative was PayPal held 60 grand for 180 days or PayPal was worse, man at the time. Yeah. And so all they needed was me to supply all tracking numbers and show they were delivered. But I had to manually like type in a 17 digit or 13 digit tracking number, which is which is terrible. So I got lucky, and uh, after that, I was like, wow, this is... You know, giveaways were legit, but yeah. now it's it's really watered down, saturated. and saturated, it's just too much Merch. Do you think
0: people are still doing well with them, though, if they're... If, if yeah, they're I mean,
1: work. I know people that do them, and they do well, but I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what would have happened if I left that giveaway up for more than two and a half days. Yeah. Like, I don't know what kind of numbers. Maybe it was winding down. I have right. no idea. Um, but I have not... I have had days as good since then, but I was only at like 60,000 subscribers then. Yeah. So I've had days, giveaway day ones do as well as that giveaway day one, but at like 200,000 subscribers. Yeah. Like you can't even compare them. Um, giveaways are cool. They're the, my vibe with giveaways, everyone does it for a cash grab, but with the, with the giveaways, I did it cause I wanted to, like I said, I had all these bench builds in my head mm-hmm. and I wanted to actually see them through and there's no other scenario where I can get a bench build built. And get 100 of my money back or more right if i built this car and did you know built that evo for 50 grand and i went to sell it as you know it's worth 20. yeah i'd lose 30 grand and, right but i'd get that out of my head and that was cool but with giveaways i could break even or profit mm-hmm. and that was that's why i loved it right i mean i did love it for the money but it was more so i could do the builds i wanted to do because that's how you learn what you like yeah you know you got to build 15 cars to know you want a GTR over a Supra, yeah. you know. You have to. So I agree. The yeah. giveaways were—it's a really cool opportunity. I wish people didn't water it down or didn't oversaturate it and kept that like passion or reason why. Yeah. And, I mean, even me, I wish I I was able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, some of, some of my giveaways are cash grabby. You know, right. I've given away a Grom and shit. I give away an HKS back, but my builds, I still try to put 100 percent in. You know. Yeah. It's more fun. And like Sonic, you know, he, he does crazy builds Mm -hmm. and he, his raffles are cool. Some of them, you know, like a Tundra, like I don't give a fuck, but like he did this white EG with like OEM plus like zinc hardware, K-Swap, looked factory. I was super into that. And I thought that was a really cool giveaway build because of, you know, it showed passion. It wasn't just a cash grab. A Tundra is a cash grab, an EG build that you like break your balls to fit a stock airbox in. I can respect that, Yeah, you know?
0: i agree I, I think i um guys let let me know in the comments if you guys want to do a giveaway at some point um because I, I it'd be the same thing yeah, like i yeah. would love to build a car and just give it away right. i don't want to just like do a cash grab but yeah, yeah. like you said sometimes it's for money, for
1: money and it, and it helps and it's going to get you to the next level yeah there's so many reasons for it that are positive but you know they've kind of they kind of got boring yeah. you know what i mean i, I look at them i like, oh my god another giveaway you right. know even mine sometimes i'm like you know it's 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 a it's stressful but i couldn't imagine being a winner yeah could you imagine you watched a whole build go down I, from your favorite youtuber let's say yeah. or your favorite car whatever mm-hmm. the reason and then you get that phone call that's like you know you want it it's like i mean it's that's not, the best part for me like that's what i want I to i want to be able i want to make that phone call yeah like that's it's fun that's dope. it's fun seeing them and like the guy who won my hks pack i just did like some hks trinkets like yeah. i did the the bridge seed and mm-hmm. stuff like that and he was actually like an HKS head. You know what I mean? Where I was like, Oh, okay, like it's a lot of that stuff. A lot of people just right. I'll throw my hat in. Yeah. But uh it was cool to see another HKS person get shit that you can't even get anymore. Right. You know. And I was I was that's that's awesome.
0: That's the best part. Yeah. I, that's one of the one of the milestones I want to reach is definitely be able to give away a car and yeah. kind of call a person and go, yeah. yo, you know,
1: especially with the build. Have them on the podcast yeah. like what you, how, a month after they get the car. The oh, downside. Dope, actually, that's a good idea. Yeah. The downside is like most times in my experience, they mm-hmm. get sold within 30 days, you the know, cars, the yeah. cars get sold because it's changing people's life. A $30,000 car. Yeah. Is 30 grand. Right. You know, and not a lot of people have 30 grand. So they're like, do I need this? nineteen ninety six Nissan or do I want that thirty grand? I bought I bought one I bought so back to the slick top, the E thirty six. I gave that away. I bought it back, which is like you don't do. Yeah. But this car was special. This was like my car. So I bought it back, upgraded it again. So mm-hmm. when I when I built it, it was a white piece of shit three twenty eight, tan interior. I did a full like new black interior and bought an M three, put the M three engine in it yeah. and like put the M three brakes and did all that gave it away covid hit the dude worked at like a brewery right fell on hard times offered me the car back i bought it back i did an s54 i did a csl airbox. i did like jrz's i made it like even more gangster gave it away again yeah so this car i've owned like six times it went back up for sale and everyone sent it to me i'm like nah, i'm done like i can't own that thing again. <laughs> couldn't do it but it was it was a gangster car it was yeah. super cool
0: I think a BMW might be the first one if I ever do a giveaway. Yeah. It'll be a BMW for sure. A lot of BMW uh, people watch this this uh, this podcast. Yeah, pr- prior to... Them.
1: Well, I'll talk to them specifically. Prior yeah. to YouTube, I parted out over 250 E36s. Really? Yeah, I used to go to the Bronx and Brooklyn and pick up... I mean, I picked up Daytona Violet E36s. I picked up wow. some rare cars. I never had a Dakar, though. I never had a Dakar yellow one. Mm. But I've had a bunch of... I used to keep the gas doors. Really? Because like people. no one buys the gas doors and that shows yeah. the color. So I still have a Daytona Violet gas door on my desk. Wow. Yeah. So I parted out those. Um, I was trying to build an E36 and bought one that was a piece of shit, parted out. And I was like, I bought that car for 600 bucks. I made 2,500 bucks. Yeah. Started doing it and it was fun, but I always had like 10 grand out on the street. You know, Mm. like I buy four E36s, I'd sell the engine before I get back. And then I'd buy two more before, you know, before the next day. Right. So if I had more capital, it would have been fun. But um, yeah, I did that. And then I bought a 135. Mm. so that was my first you don't was,
0: see those anymore either no
1: i really love the 1m yeah i was the a big was 1m tired. guy but i couldn't afford one i got a 135 mm-hmm. and then uh i wanted to do 1m clone my buddy marco had done a 1m clone and then he ended up putting so so marco did a 1m he bought a 135 uh did the 1m clone just the body stuff yeah then he bought an e92 m3 drivetrain from the uk mm-hmm. put it in the 1m clone so he had an s65 in it right super gangster then a dynan s3 car came up which is the 4.6 liter like e92 mm-hmm. he bought that put his drivetrain in that and put that drivetrain in his 1m <laughs> so it has a right now he owns as a 4.6 liter uh manual 1m clone and that's the car matt has driven it jay leno's driven it super cool car i drove it i drove it on thunder hill and in, in uh that's that's Cali. a car
0: i never even sat in one of those 135 They're or cool. even one I yeah. love
1: that like you know, meatball chody look that they have. That's,
0: uh, <laughs> it's nice. Uh, it, the way well, not the meatball chody look, pause. But I like the uh, I like the style of that car. Yeah, they're
1: they're it's, it they're was, interesting, and yeah. I love when BMW does their parts bin cars. That's what I call mm. them. Like the Z3 M super yes. parts bin, especially the last year with the S54. Right has like E36 rear suspension, or the Z4 has like I guess the the Z3 Z4 has is like, like super now. Yeah, yeah, now the um. They would do these weird partsman cars like the Z3 where it'd have like three E30 suspension. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So the back would have like E30 trailing arms and then it would have like an E46 front subframe and engine and then the wiring Z36. And that's what the 1M was. It has E92 subframes. Right. Factory. E92 brakes. um, But it has like some E... I don't want to say E46, but like E46 style looking stuff. And then... The N54, the heritage is all there, and and in that, in that
0: car from different. That's
1: that's like BMW did OEM plus builds themselves. Like that's what I'd call that. You know where they're just like we have a bunch of shit left over. Let's make this the clown shoe. You know, (laughs) and that's a cool car, right? Especially the one that came with the S54. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I used to love BMW, but they're just they couldn't give me what I wanted until they started going turbo. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the E46 and the E the E92 is like the worst car I think ever made. M car m car yeah yeah the engine's really rad but the least exciting engine in that chassis 3600 pounds and they make like 300 foot pounds if you're lucky maybe less actually right they revved high they sounded good but they're just just useless (laughs) slow but that's why the 1m was you know my buddy's 1m was so cool it was like it was a little lighter and it's just interesting
0: the v8 sounded amazing
1: though yeah Yeah, the S sixty five is cool. The V ten sick. The V ten. But like the V ten in the M six was fucking trash. Yeah. Like when the M five and M six, it was three hundred foot pounds of torque, five hundred horsepower. Like Sounded amazing. Sounded amazing, but fucking dog shit slow. (laughs) But that if they had done that V ten in the E ninety two and then the E ninety two engine into the one series, like they would have had some gangster cars. Right. You know? Right. But they couldn't see past the tip of their nose and just wanted to make shit safe and reliable. Yeah. No, the F eighty the F80 was is like one of the prettiest M cars I think that's ever been made. I, I agree. Like I had a Daytona Violet F80. Agree. I, I agree. love that car.
0: That's definitely the best looking car to me. Not really yeah. a fan
1: of the G80s. Um, I'm, they're growing on me now. Same. But, that always happens. You like yeah. them five years after they yes. come out every time. Yes e92 uh, yeah. i never got that never liked the way it looked never liked the engine. Uh, yeah you know? i wasn't a fan either no so that's E 46 was cool E 46 great yeah um, i think an e46 with the s85 would be like one of the most gangster mm. street cars you could ever have
0: yeah the motor in those aren't isn't too hot
1: the worst thing though was those cars just fell apart yeah headliner sagging a pillars would fall mm-hmm. off like the interiors were shit yeah and then like they had the subframe issues yes. trailing arm pockets would rip out mm-hmm. like the, the subframe was the biggest thing with those those cars were like Mercedes back then, where it's like you keep them for five years and you dump that's them it. quick. You that's know? it.
0: And the value is fucking terrible after. Yeah. They, well, now all of a sudden they're
1: fucking worth something again, which was yeah. nuts. I know. I mean, that's, I used a, to, that's the crazy part about I it. I used yeah. to pick up E36s for 2500 bucks. Even a piece of shit M3 today is worth twelve grand yeah. somehow, like an E36. Yep. But the E46s, for a while, they were in the teens. Yeah. You know, and now they're $30,000 cars mm-hmm. again.
0: It's crazy how the market's uh, shifted. Even S2000s are fucking yeah. thirty forty thousand, 40,000. And I paid what, 17,000, 18,000? Yeah.
1: Remember, remember like the CR came out and everyone, like, no one really fucked with it? They have a leftover all over the place and they, yeah. were like a, they looked like mm-hmm. a race car. Dealers couldn't give those things away. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're $100,000 cars
0: overnight. Now, those are always expensive, though, back then. Yeah, they were expensive, but, they, they, but they just
1: sat on the dealer lots. Yeah. No one wanted to pay that much for an S2000. Right. Same with the NSX. The new NSX came out. No one wanted to touch them. All the fucking car reviewers talked shit about them. <laughs> and I was like, that car looks like it's good. I talked to Matt Farah. He was one of the only people that enjoyed that car. I enjoyed it, too. And I got in it with Sonic had that one. I was like, this thing's fucking you sick. Hear, you hear the turbos. The seats are comfortable. It kind of gave me um,
0: more like... It feels like a like, McLaren. Yeah. Kind of gives me looks um, and
1: feels like a supercar.
0: It it does. However, I just feel like the interior gave me like Honda Accord vibes.
1: Yeah, so, parts. Yeah, like S like anything. a like a two thousand Accord vibe. Right. You know. Like, right.
0: But it sound it sound when it's not hybrid, in hybrid. Yeah. Uh, it sounds amazing. It like sounds the turbos. Great. It's it's a nice car. I just don't think that um, I don't know if it was executed properly. I just kind of feel like they could have maybe not made it so expensive. Which what I'm glad th- they did that with the uh, with the super. They kind of made it more. Yeah. You know, yeah
1: sure easier for consumers to get i always think when they come out with a hybrid especially when they came out with a hybrid yeah everyone was really anti-hybrid like the right. car guys were like full hybrid, you know yeah. like now everyone's like oh the the, the tesla plaid is pretty good yeah, yeah, you know yeah. i don't like hybrids i I, un- I see them for what they're doing but but that that's just scary you know people are scared of what they don't know and mm. an, an nsx you pay 135 grand and the battery's never been tested to, you know longevity yeah that thing could turn into a fucking problem real quick. Luckily Honda hit it. I think I don't think anyone, ha- I don't think there's any like known issues with the NSX to my knowledge. I don't think there's enough people with them to even. Right. I mean, you know. dude, th- I remember at one point they w- there was a $50,000 rebate. If you bought an NSX, they'd give you 50 grand off. I, I bet. They <laughs> just couldn't get rid of <laughs> those fucking of those and cars. And now you can't touch one. They're more than what the, you know, use they're yeah. worth more than, yeah. the market's so strange
0: i would want one right now actually but they just don't really get the appreciation you gotta you gotta really like that car yeah really, to, to i buy. love them i yeah. just
1: i don't want to pay 100 grand for anything right exactly it's a porsche you know exactly like, no no thank you
0: so this has been great man this is a great conversation um i don't know i feel like the flow was there yeah, yeah. like it was pretty good and you you know a lot about every like every car we sweep <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> that's it dude i i just
1: that's my life yeah you know i got kids i hang out with my kids and when they go to bed i'm downloading information and, and honestly youtube's ruined that for me though mm-hmm. like as a viewer yeah because i used to spend my time reading you know and yeah. reading technical things and now i try to get it on youtube and i'm i'm just very unsatisfied as a viewer yeah. with youtube but uh you're getting someone's opinion instead of like hard data I, know? I always
0: watch like the older videos like yeah. the the school like type videos that they have the yeah. educational basic videos yeah those help those help, but then there's only so much information that you can get from those videos as well. So
1: prior to you to YouTubing and meeting that YouTuber, mm-hmm. I used YouTuber to, YouTube to like fix my dishwasher and <laughs> I didn't even know. Dude, I didn't even know and I swear on everything that there was such thing as like a vlog. I it did I didn't when I started YouTubing, yeah. when I met that dude, I was like, What do you do? <laughs> like I I felt like boomer as hell. Yeah. You know, because I was like, I mean, this was two thousand and sixteen. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I think that's kind of when it started popping off, because right after that they made like the like you could be monetized immediately on YouTube back then. Yeah, before the eight thousand and four thousand watch hours. Yeah, uh, right? Yeah, that that wasn't like mm-hmm. that. You were monetized video one. Right? You know. So, um, but that's when it like people started making real money. Yeah. I mean, he was bragging, telling me he was making like twenty five hundred bucks a month on Who? his views. The, the the YouTuber at the uh, time that that introduced me, and I was like, you know, it wasn't a lot of money, but I was like, dude, you are like this is trash. <laughs> like when I, I I tell you, I stayed up all night. And watch all of his, as many videos as I could. Yeah. Nothing happened. And I was like, if you can make 2,500 bucks a month doing this, I can do it. Yeah. You know? And I got humbled quick though. That's the other thing I'll say. A lot of people now as a YouTuber and, and even back then, oh, I have cool things. You know, I should YouTube. You know, it's not it. Yeah. You could have the fucking gnarliest car collection and be a dork or be boring as fuck. And it just fall flat on its face. Yeah. You know, and I, I got humbled. Like I said, I thought my shit was better. I thought I was better at it. And the views weren't coming in the beginning. And it was because I wasn't giving like my personality. I was giving too, I was like trying to be too informative. You know, That's and I think my, a lo- that was my problem. I think yeah. a lot of people fall into that where they're like, mm-hmm. they think they're teach. they're trying to teach people something. And yeah. Most people are watching for entertainment. They don't right. want to like oh, a fucking lesson. That's you true, know? man.
0: Damn. I can relate so much to that. Yeah. I'm the same way. But honestly, I think that's why I do this because this is more like I can ask the questions I want, yeah, yeah. and that's more my style of content. Um, but I haven't gotten down to like the personal stuff where I can make enjoyable content to watch. Right?
1: It's 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 hard. Yeah. I mean, I sometimes you just think what you're doing is cool, and it exactly, is exactly in the and moment. It it, do, it doesn't matter. Right. You could do the craziest thing, and it'll get you views, maybe if you're lucky, mm-hmm. but they won't stay or you know whatever. You have to really like. Be funny or entertaining, yeah. or find an interesting way to give that information out. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: or They're, race street race. <laughs> you could do that if you're going to build a car yeah. and go out there and race. That's popular, but yeah, nobody. But wants I, to I do just that. don't know the
1: sustainability of that, right? That's like, exactly how yeah. many times. Like I always tell people with YouTube, you have like two senses that mm-hmm. you get to, that you get to check off: it's sight and sound. Yeah, and if it doesn't look cool and it doesn't, you can't feel that sound. It's not going to hit. So street yeah. race of the night. You just see two taillights go, like, no one's going to fucking watch it. Right. Like, I was telling you, my favorite streamers video is that crazy guy with the Subaru. I we didn't finish telling you. Do you ever see that video? No. It, you probably did. When I t- explained it, you're going to remember this. guy rolls up in a Subaru, and he's like, it's a fucking Honda. He has, like, some thick New York accent. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah, fucking yeah, destroy that doing. thing. And then he's like, fuck you guys, and he yeah. leaves. <laughs> like, that's a funny-ass YouTube right. video. Like, it was entertaining. You know, yeah. it wasn't about who won. You knew the Honda was going to win. If you have half a fucking brain. Yeah. A Subaru versus a Honda, like <laughs> <laughs> sorry dude like not that i'm a honda guy but i'm definitely not a fucking subaru guy right but that was fun but unless you're street racing where it's like real mm-hmm. production value you can't see shit yeah and you can't do those every day you can do i mean vlogging you gotta do three videos a week if you vlog yeah Okay. If you YouTube in general. Yeah, three like, I mean, videos a week. Okay. This, you could probably pull off like every Sunday, I'm going to upload at 9 p.m. Like you could do that. Yeah. But like if you have a channel and you're building something, you got to do at least three videos a week to stay relevant, to to compete and push your way through all the other right. videos. Right. Good luck doing three street race videos a week <laughs> for 365, you know, for a year. Unless you got
0: different cars to race in. But yeah, that's it. Yeah. Right.
1: And even if you do and you, you don't know how fast anything is and mm-hmm. everything's fast, but nothing's fast. Like, right. An M four is fast or it's not, and you won't know unless you know all the details of the car you're racing. Mm -hmm. If they're if they're close, they might as well be hundred horsepower cars to a viewer. Who the fuck cares? Right. So the drag racing thing's tough, but the drama around it could be. That's what I mean. That's what it's the drama around it. Someone needs to report the drama though from an unbiased. You almost need a channel that follows all of the street racers and reports on the drama and reports the news sort of like um he he does street racing stuff
0: no he does like uh just car
1: like car news in general more like like life apollo yes yes Life Apollo. that's garbage but yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i'm saying like something like that but like for street racing for street racing oh sonic talks shit to this guy and this guy's just put a new turbo on and they're going out sunday night and we'll see what the fuck happens and then you go there and then you report and then you get an interview after like that's could be a show in itself if it's real you know and if if it goes down like that but god the logistics
0: the logistics is i, I don't it's think it's impossible that, yeah it's impossible I, I don't think it's possible unless you're doing it full-time um and if you are doing full-time you would need a
1: crew you need a and crew. you would need an in because yeah. those dudes are secretive as hell yeah you don't hear about shit until it's two uh, two days past mm-hmm. you know
0: and then you have to get on camera and speak the right way it's for people to be interested and you got to try to not go to jail while <laughs> exposing yourself <laughs> yeah. to the that's another the thing hardest. too yeah because then it's like the uh, ac- you know academics G- D- DJ academics probably not but like he's a reporter on like all the industry news yep. like what's going on the rappers and stuff like mm-hmm. that he basically you need like a academics of the street racing scene
1: right you know? and you could just you could get clips submitted to you where you probably don't have to go to the street races mm-hmm. where like Sonic could go and just like submit his clip to this guy just yeah. to get a little clout and get some traction to his channel yeah. and then that dude will have some like reference material when mm-hmm. talking about the news but it'd be fucking crazy but it's
0: also hard to build a brand that way i think yeah. as well because it's like all right you're reporting it's Not you them, like yeah it's, it's not, not you. you they only yeah. care about is the information right you know? so those are things to think about when it comes to content that people don't really
1: you know <sighs> content is you have to be creative you have yeah. to be really creative or get lucky yeah that's it because if if you just think you're going to vlog you know <laughs> going to get your coffee and nobody you know, cares changing your oil no one nobody gives a nobody fuck. cares there's so much of that there's so much of everything Yeah i can't i'm a terrible viewer i watch like fucking people's court on youtube because i can't stand (laughs) i can't stand (laughs) vlogs and builds and
0: i only watch tj hunt that's the only that's the only person i watch yeah because uh just because of what he's doing man like he's just like he's up there man he's got i feel like he's got it all him and adam um but yeah just it's like he's living he's living the dream he's got all the cars it's funny to
1: hear like because like i know him you Mm -hmm. know and i know he has fans and stuff that's somebody that
0: i I look up to you know what i'm saying
1: mm-hmm. that's funny
0: yeah because
1: he's you know he's a great great dude nice yeah. dude but he's just as green as anyone else yeah you know he doesn't know everything not, not that he should not that anyone does mm-hmm. but like that was that was once again my my arrogance is like thinking i know more i've experienced more yeah like but tj hunt's one of the biggest YouTubers, not me yeah you know adam lz You've seen everything he's done with cars. From yeah. day one, he's been doing cars on YouTube. You, mm-hmm. you BMX, and then, oh, I'm going to get this 240, and you can watch the whole thing. Yeah. And, like, he'll humble your ass because I'm not the biggest YouTuber. He is. Yeah. You know, Cletus, there's probably people that drag race that are faster. You know, well, probably I not. Cletus yeah. fucks. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? In everything, there's somebody better right. or smarter or no more passionate or whatever, mm-hmm. but they're not the biggest because right. they don't have that, like it factor tj's got one thing that i'll I'll then you probably can recognize this too where you watch a video have you ever watched a casey neistat video
0: yeah so he's like the when
1: it comes to vlogging he's probably the reason why that became a big thing so like tj's the automotive casey neistat like you watch a casey neistat video nothing fucking happens yeah it's some pretty b-roll something happens but you walk away and you're like what the fuck what did I just watch, just watch? Yeah. I don't I didn't gain <laughs> anything but I did not upset I didn't yeah. like get pissed and click off of it mm-hmm. I watched it all the way to the end there's something there with TJ that I'm gonna say specifically TJ has that yeah, Adam thinks, doesn't yeah but with Adam you're getting like he's nuts he'll fucking drift mm-hmm. whatever he'll mod whatever he he works on his own shit he gets his hands dirty right you know so like the each person has their own their own respectable thing right yeah, T- TJ's, something about his videos are entertaining. The way he lays them out, you know, yeah, the I way he talks. Him. Yeah. I could
0: watch him. I think yeah. um that's what I I usually just check in to see what he's doing. Um, what builds he's he's working on. Cause like it's like if I had the money like that, I'd probably be doing the same exact shit. Yeah.
1: I mean my idea would like the one thing T J did and I, I appreciate that he did it and he still does it and it did work was uh my idea was banking all that R thirty four footage and releasing it in succession mm. so it was just like one two three four five yeah. cars done i'm at grid life giving it a purpose because that's the other thing there's no purpose to any of this why am i building that mm. I, I don't know yeah. <laughs> you know like doing. why jimmy build the ek with it no one knows yeah but like if you have a purpose and if you do it where it's easy like adam's r34 build was spread out over six months. it was more real right because it took him six months he was getting parts and mm. working in between events and all that but you weren't able to like digest it the same and yeah. so I went to TJ with that idea. I was like, if you do this, I'm down to do it, but I want you to try something. And he was doing it, but it was taking a while at paint. His M4, he, he took that idea and applied it to the M4 build. Yeah. Or whatever was before the R34. I think it was the M4. The M4 was first. Yeah. He applied well, that. Actually, uh, good question. No, no. R34 was first. There and was something right before the R34. The the midnight pr- The one you did, right? Yeah. There was something uh. right before it. He applied that idea to that build. Mm-hmm. It hit heavy. I think it was the M4. I think the M4 went first, but was wasn't first. completely done. Yes, and then he did yes. the 34, and then he Seema. went back to the M4. Right, right. So he kind of fucked that up. Okay. But he did it before. That was my idea. I was like, you got to film this, bank it. It's going to be a nightmare. And it is a fucking nightmare to do, yeah. by the way. But he <laughs> did it because it, it was a year and a half. Right. It was at paint for eight months, you know? So it was like... It worked though, because you yeah. got to fucking experience the whole build without getting bored mm-hmm. or like no bullshit, no f- no m- nothing in between. And uh, I think you're gonna see more of that. I think you're gonna see more long format style. Yeah, because it it's better. Right. It's just like Matt,
0: Matt Armstrong is another one. does yeah. Who does like long- he's got
1: the money to fucking do that with those views. But his
0: videos are like. Yeah. really yeah like that's he's really good yep his storytelling is that has point. it has to be like that yeah
1: if it takes you a year to build something and you literally upload about it once a month by month three i'm over it and then i'm waiting <laughs> yeah. for month 12 and then watching them backwards right. you know right so it's i don't know youtube's tough but,
3: yeah.
0: but this is fun man yeah. um it's kind of it's cold in here we the heater heat. shut yeah. off but it was cool though it's we, probably
1: it was, 25 degrees in here you think so no no it's probably like 40. <laughs> No, it's a solid forty. It's not too bad though. I kind of distracted myself with the yeah, conversation. Yeah. So, um, tell the viewers where to find you. Oh, uh, just on YouTube, Tommy F. Yeah, On Instagram at Tommy Yeah, T o m mm-hmm. m y f y e h.
0: I actually. Uh. So that the funny thing is, I didn't even say how we how we connected. Oh
1: my god. <laughs> we gotta tell that story. Yeah. Do you, you want to tell it? Do you want me to tell it? I mean, there's really no. St- I mean, there's yeah, you nothing. Can tell it's it. like yeah. it's, it's like two lines. I have a Facebook group. Yeah. Tommy F. on Facebook. It's got like twenty four thousand people in uh-huh. it. And what somebody reached out to you? Yes. Yeah. So, so one of them reached out to him and said, "Hey, you should have Tommy on." And your response was like, "Oh, I tried. I didn't hear back." I reached out to you in August. Okay. Because I was having a conversation in, uh, in uh, my boy
0: Kai. He has a Supra. Mm-hmm. I was putting on a lip on my car. He was like, "Yo, you know, you should try to interview Tommy F. Yeah." And I was like, "Oh, that's actually not a bad idea." So we started looking, and then I, I reached out to you on my personal account. And and I yeah. I get a lot of DM requests. And I wasn't like, expecting you to answer because I was like, he's definitely not going to answer, but whatever. No, so I, w-
1: I would have. It's just like, I get so many and sometimes There's they get a hidden. a request also, yeah. Yeah, sometimes yeah. they get hidden. So, yeah. no... Normal people. No, like uh, <laughs> normal people like they don't have the DM. I don't know if you do, you probably have enough followers to have the separated DM thing, right? Yeah, primary you have general, gen- you have hidden exactly requests in the top, hidden. yes, and all. So I don't
0: know what goes in hidden or I don't dude, understand what Dude, I'll
1: look at hidden and they'll be like, Hey man, nice job a or whatever. I'm like why the fuck do you hide yeah, this? You? And then I get people like fuck you and I'm like, You, th- you could have hit that one. <laughs> so anyway, he did that. So someone put in my group like this the conversation view yeah. and they're like, Yeah, uh they like talk shit to me and I'm like I search your name that yeah. they search that they were talking to. And I was like, I have nothing. Yeah. But I had just seen like the Jordan arcade. Cause I know Jordan. Right. I'd seen that. And I was like, I'm not against it, but I, he didn't reach out and it. That's the problem with text, right? Women weaponize it. And so when, <laughs> when I said it, it looked like I was talking shit probably where I was like, no one reached out. And I just, i didn't take it that way no okay because because yeah. a lot of people were like get on you go you know whatever no, like no, I, shit. I didn't take it that way at yeah. all. i
0: was like oh he, it's probably because i followed you on my personal i don't yeah. follow so i don't follow people on the per, on the podcast page that i don't interview okay so Makes that sense. way just so people if they want to snoop around can, and see who's they next can they can right. see right okay. so i was like you know what let me wait till he approves and then once we do the interview then i can follow him. but well, yeah I'll, no that, w- that was perfect thank you so much bro Thanks appreciate you out uh guys make sure you guys like share comment and subscribe and if you're listening make sure you guys are listening on all streaming platforms and yeah catch you guys on the next one
1: peace bye shit how long was that fucking two hours i don't know was it i I was probably longer honestly